right here, right now. now. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Well, let's have ourselves a little radio show here. Uh, how about that? Shall we? Shall we? Welcome in on this Thursday. I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Check them out, favorites.com. Howdy, y'all. Welcome in on this Thursday. It's a little cloudy and wet up here where I live. We got a big old dose of rain last night and overnight. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but we're wet up here. Bill, did you get some rain in Jackson? Yeah, we got some of that. Yep. Did you need it? A little it? wet this morning. Did you need rain? Uh, well, we could probably could have used a little bit. We yeah. don't need all that drenching stuff like we got previous. Sure. I, I really needed a little shower. I really needed to mow my grass yesterday afternoon and got off the radio and was about to just go hit it, and the bottom fell out. And for me... <laughs> my little push mower doesn't do too well with wet grass. You know what I'm saying? So I have to wait for it to dry out. So that was my excuse not to get any manual labor in yesterday afternoon. Um, but it cooled it off. That's good. Cooled it off. So I think it's going to get hot next week. Here we are. Um, little rain in the forecast. I was thinking about high school football for tomorrow night. We got a bunch of jamborees on the schedule for tomorrow night, Friday night. You've got some games across the state. In the MAIS um, ranks, and um, you know, I see depending on where you look, fifty percent, sixty percent, different parts of the day. So, you know, there may be some games and jamborees that'll happen in rain, but may not. Maybe kind of hit or miss. So uh, we hope to get them in. And I'll look when we get a little bit later in the show. Of course, each day this week it seems to change by the hour. Every half hour there. Are additions and rescheduling of games. But when we get a little bit later in the show, I'll take a look at um, some of the latest tweets about maybe games that have been rescheduled, moved around, added opponents based on some that have had to go virtual in the MHSA. So we'll get into uh, all of that. Welcome in. I want you all to be a part of the show, and I hope you will be. I hope you will be. Uh, Hit me up. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. As always, and I hope I hope you'll take advantage of those. I enjoy hearing from you. Uh, everybody enjoys hearing from you. That way, you can hear from you and not just me. Especially Bill. Bill, I think gets tired of my voice. I want to hear your voice. <laughs> no, I just turn it down. Yeah, you got a button over there, right? Yeah, I just turn uh, it. no, I'm just. A, um, that's good. No, call us on the Divini phone nine nine five one zero five nine. It's a six zero one number nine nine five one zero five nine. So give me a call right there. We can hear your voice. Talk it up. Uh, you can text me on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best sausage, p- p- period, hands down. Check them out. I get mine in Walmart. I've, I've been buying some in Walmart. They have lots of different flavors in my Walmart up here in Tupelo. Anyway, text me on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN or 885-3776 and you can say hi to us on the live stream if you're on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, however you're tuning in. I had the question that went out with the live stream. Are y'all watching Hard Knocks on HBO? Anybody watch that? I'm curious kind of what you think about it. Um, 
it went out on Twitter. Hey, you know, today's show, Thursday's show. Or is anybody watching Hard Knocks? My man Philip Prince. Yep, Philip Prince. Y'all know him. Never saw a three pointer he didn't like. <laughs> a shot for that matter. He says he's watching it go Cowboys. He's a Cowboys fan. Um, and I think a lot of people probably are. I mean, the first couple of episodes, you had the episode one of Hard Knocks of the Dallas Cowboys last week. Episode two was this past Tuesday night. And I, I bet, you know, the numbers are pretty decent at this point. <clears throat> but I'll be honest with you, I was bored with it. The one that came out this week. I'm curious if y'all have watched it. Sven commented. He said, hey, hello, everybody. No, I don't watch Hard Knocks because we don't have HBO here. He's in Berlin, Germany. So it's a little different over there. Um, Jason, regarding the weather, says it's a little spotty right here. Where are you, Jason? I'd like to know. He's on Facebook. Yeah, I, you know, um, I bet the numbers are pretty good. So, full disclosure, I may have told you I was debating on getting the HBO app and paying for it. It's like 14 or 15 bucks a month. See, I don't have anything right now with HBO. And this hard knocks thing behind the scenes of an NFL training camp. This year it's with the Dallas Cowboys. Very interested because I've become sort of a Cowboys fan because of Dak Prescott. Well, I wanted to watch it. But I didn't want to pay 15 bucks a month just to have that, just so I could watch that. Thinking surely there'll be some other way. I'll catch clips of it, whatever. Well, it turns out, I don't think I'm letting any cat out of the bag. People are apparently getting this stuff and they're posting it on YouTube. With a little hitch there, you know, like last week, I watched the whole first episode on on YouTube. The key part of the show where they realized his arm was hurting and they took him out of practice and he had this little dialogue with the head coach, McCarthy. The audio was messed up and muted or whatever, but the rest of the show was fine. So I watched the whole thing. It didn't cost me anything. But it was pretty interesting, you know, week one. I turned it on yesterday. Yeah. I turned it on yesterday. It was episode two. Somebody posted it on YouTube. I watched about halfway through it, and I'm like, I'm not entertained by this. I don't know what it is. It's boring. <laughs> this is not. And I, and what made me step back and go, apparently I'm bored with this, is I kept clicking forward on the timeline. I wasn't sitting there through it. I was bored with it. I kept wanting to go forward. What's next? What's next? Maybe something that, Show me something else. And then I didn't even finish it. And so I thought about it a while ago. I was eating lunch at about 11.30. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try to finish that. So I opened it back up. I was going to finish the second episode of Hard Knocks. And it was a preseason game. They were playing against Arizona, a lot of that footage. and I don't know if it's there's so much behind-the-scenes footage and things out there now, so much content out there now that that, sort of content has sort of lost its uniqueness or lost its shine or what. I don't know. I don't think that's it. I'm just wondering because watching it again while it comes like it's boring. And I did see where uh, one of the big box talking heads, Colin Cowherd, he was actually congratulating the Cowboys on being boring. He said they're boring <laughs> because they don't have any drama. You know, he said, you know what teams do that ultimately go and win are successful? They're pretty boring. They don't have a lot of drama. And maybe that's what it is. Uh, what did Daniel say? Well, now, that's true. Okay, let me – this Daniel brings up something that probably ought to be a disclaimer. 
For anyone listening, Daniel says he's been watching Hard Knocks, but he has to wait until the kids go to bed. Yeah, because it's on HBO, so nothing is bleeped. Uh, And it's, unfortunately, it's the way it is in sports as you get on up. You know, once you, it's the way it is really at a lot of levels, but there are a lot of high school programs, high school coaches, because the kids are younger and, you know, and it's a little more of family atmosphere, frankly, in high school than other levels. One of the things I love about it. And, um, you know, you find some coaches in high school that, they're much more cognizant of their language. It's not all. Some, I'm say some are. But once you get to college, college level, nine out of ten college programs, I mean, the language is almost just part of a way of life. I mean, it's just everybody uses really horrible, <laughs> detestable, foul language all the time. It's so much so that it's just commonplace. It's not even a thing. And certainly in the NFL. So you get that. They don't bleep, about, bleep it out. So I wouldn't let your kids watch it, honestly, uh, on HBO, unless you find some version where all that stuff's bleeped out. But So it can be pretty rough from a language standpoint. But, uh, yeah, so don't, don't let your youngins watch it. That would be... That would be my thing. Will kind of, I think, echoes on YouTube what a lot of people feel. He says, I'm just starved for football at this point. Real football, though, regular season. You know, I kind of feel the same way. Maybe that's part of it also for me, Will, is nothing replicates the actual games that mean something. Correct? So in years past, I will admit I have really enjoyed in years past in lead-ups to college seasons when my hunger gets up for college football or for football in general, going back and watching classic games in in the lead-up to the season. I've really enjoyed that in the past. Highlights, breakdowns, film study, but these training camp videos, training camp coverage, hard knocks, that stuff, I've always really enjoyed it. But, you know, I have a genuine excitement for this season. I, I can't wait to watch games, but I'm a little bit, Bored with some of the other stuff, watching old games. A little bit bored with Hard Knocks. I don't. Maybe we just go through phases. Um, maybe that's what it is. Joy says on Facebook that speaking of Dak, he's gracing the cover of Sports Illustrated this month. He is, and it's a good thing. You know, congrats to him. You know, honestly, Sports Illustrated as a magazine is not nearly what it used to be. Not even in the same universe of what it used to be in terms of distribution and readership and everything else, but it's still pretty cool, certainly. And I clicked the link, uh, Joy, that took you to the story, and it is a long, long-form story about Dak and everything he's been through, and it really focuses on last year, the injury, and then the passing of his brother uh, to suicide and everything he went through. So it you know, if you're a Dak fan, you're really going to want to read that. I'm just warning you, it's going to take a while to read it. It's long. Um, I caught it about a half hour before we came on the air, so I was only able to just skim through it because it's one of the longer long forms you're going to ever see. But it looked like it was well done. I enjoyed what little bit of it I was able to read. Uh, okay, I got a few texts here about high school football stuff. So let's see what we have. Jason said that uh, Union and West Lauderdale at Collinsville for a scrimmage tomorrow at 7. 
Okay, so put that one on there. And I told you all yesterday, Chris Brooks and Brandon and all the people over there at Mississippi Gridiron, the website now, Capital Sports MS, they're doing a good job. And I noticed the list of games and jamborees they had yesterday was updated with some of those recent changes I had seen come through on Twitter. So they're obviously trying to go in and get it as close to accurate as they can um, as things just continue to change day to day with schools dropping out and rescheduling here and adding there. DT texted the show. He said, uh, Leak Rebs start their title defense tomorrow night in Louisville against the Winston Patriots. Yeah, the Winston Academy Patriots. DT, thanks for that. Heck of a ball game. You know, if you're just wanting to drive and go see a good one, that would be a good one. Man, thank goodness it's outdoors, right? With this virus kicking up, this Delta variant kicking up, people coming down with it, kids getting it and and all this, mostly unvaccinated people, but still, isn't it nice that football's outdoors and there's less to worry about with that? Thankful for that. Okay, and then Denzel, White Denzel texted and said, Clarkdale High School will now play Tupelo Christian Prep. Next week, it's a two-hour and 22-minute drive. But I saw that, what, like Houston, for instance, which is North Mississippi, Chickasaw County, their game against Calhoun City got zapped because Calhoun City went virtual. Houston didn't have an opponent. And I saw where Houston, they rescheduled them against a road trip at Bay Springs. Well, I'm thinking, well, that's a pretty good little trip. But then apparently that one's not happening because now Houston's playing somebody else. We'll get to that later. But that's kind of the stuff that's going on for sure. All right, I don't know why I'm getting this question, but I got it. <laughs> Look at here. Will said, have you ever been on a diet, Matt, where you're craving something like pizza, so you try to eat some low-calorie, healthy pizza, and it's good, but it doesn't really satisfy your craving? Well, uh, yeah. Okay, he, he qualifies why he's asking that. He says, I'm at that point with football. I like all the highlights, breakdowns, behind the scenes, talking heads, et cetera, but it's not going to satisfy that football itch. September the 4th can't get here soon enough, right? Right. Well, and you're going to have some meaningful college games that will start actually the week before the 4th. So we are, what, nine days away from a a game that's going to count? But you're right. The 4th is when it really is going to take off. And if you're a state fan, which I think you are, Will, it will really take off then. Jim on Facebook said, I love the high school games with the cooler weather and atmosphere. I admire Dak Prescott greatly. He's a quality human being. Yeah. What happened? Denzel said... uh, yeah, that Houston at Bay Springs game has now been canceled. That's what I saw. Like it was scheduled, and then and then Houston scheduled somebody else. I don't I don't know the details behind all that, but I did see it. Okay, so we'll check it. What I did is I went in and kind of made a list of people that are. Tweeting out and posting information, updates for high school games and matchups. So I'm going to let that sort of develop so that we have a long list of information. And we'll come back to it later in the show. And I'll just look over it and pass it along to you when we, when we get there. White Denzel with a text about being a quarterback. And I'm going to read it here. Hey, let me ask you something, Denzel. Is that your real name? Not that... This is. I, I am not going to impart a uh, real strong opinion one way or the other. 
It may be just a preference. And I mean, y'all can tell me. It's really neither here nor there, I guess. But how do you feel about all that? I mean, when it comes to something like a radio show, calling or texting, should we do away with the little uh, with the nicknames, or should we and just use our regular names? Honestly, what do you think about that? Now, I get message boards, or I think that's one of the things that I stopped looking at message boards years ago. Just kind of left because number one, there were like you look at a hundred percent of the opinions on message boards. And about 90% of them have no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> okay. But one, 100% of the people on message boards are anonymous because they use some little screen name or something. And I don't know. Like the more time went by, the more I started turning my nose up at that stuff. It, you know, in the message board deal, especially from people that are like hypercritical. Same thing with Twitter. Like for the most part, not always, but for the most part, <clears throat> Over the last ever how long, if somebody on Twitter started yapping at me and they aren't their actual name, like it's some you know ambiguous account name, so you can't really tell who the individual is behind it, then I just get rid of them on social media. I don't even I don't respond to those kinds of things for the most part. I don't pay attention. I get where I can't see them. So I'm wondering about on the radio show. How do y'all feel about it? Because, I mean, you know, we've had a lot of fun with it. We have, you know, we have people with gators. We have, I'm looking at some of the past texts. And some are fun. We have, you know, Flowtown Ghost, Dat Boy, Reb Guy. You know, we got Chicken Hawk, (laughs) Squirrel. Not to make fun, but I've honestly always thought it's a little squirrely that we don't use our real names on stuff. Now, Nick, he's turning the conversation a different way, and he just texts me, and he says, to be honest, I don't have a problem with nationalchampiondog at twitter.com. <laughs> and I mean, and those are all over the place right now. I mean, for real. Okay, example. Peanut Butter Falcon just texted the show. That's what it says right here. There it is. I mean, if you could see my screen on the country-pleasing text line, Peanut Butter Falcon. He says, what? You don't think this is the name my mother gave me? See, here's my thing. It's um, Isn't the text line, shouldn't the text line, at least for the purposes of this show, be different than a sleazy message board? Or maybe y'all tell me, maybe you need to talk me out of it. Maybe I'm trying to be a little too high and mighty, like standing up on a on a soapbox here. I think it's, I guess what I'm saying is I think it's more interesting. It, it actually adds to the credibility of all the conversation if it's a real name I'm talking to, as opposed to a nickname. Because honestly, nine out of ten people, as soon as you hear so-and-so over there is going by a nickname... There's a little, you're shaving off a little credibility automatically in your head before you even hear what they have to say. Because there's something about not standing up and just being who you are. 
And and look, Jimmy on YouTube. See, that's the thing too about like for this show streams online, and people watch it on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. Well, Periscope's kind of a connected to Twitter. It's supposed to be gone, but it still works. But it's connected, so you have a lot of Twitter accounts that don't have real names. YouTube accounts, a lot of times, don't necessarily have real names. But Facebook accounts pretty much always have the person's name just attached to it. Jimmy says on YouTube, he says, your show, your rules. Well, see, and I don't want to come out here and go, well, from now on, I am not going to read any text from someone that isn't using their real name. I don't want to do that. And I guess that's not even really what I'm I'm driving at. You know? All right, so Hook texted the show. And he says, I agree with you. My first name is John. This is the last name Hooker. Self-explanatory. Why not that? So I go by Hook. It's what most people call me. See, that's one. That's that middle ground, Hook, is in real life, people around here listening hear Hook texted the show. They actually know it's you because that's what you go by. <laughs> so, you know, it's almost one of those, like, who am I to say, well, I just think we ought to. I think it would be a good exercise. I'm not saying everyone has to. I just think it would be a good exercise to consider that. Let's gravitate away from nicknames. Almost in everything. I would even encourage you on message board. Let's gravitate away from nicknames and gravitate towards let's be who we are. I think it makes it all better. Just one man's opinion. Y'all stick around. There's a lot of noise when it comes to 5G. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right there's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And 
my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer inspired every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun soil and rain and farmers in north mississippi also rely on another important partner mississippi land bank because land and farm financing are mississippi land bank's primary focus we've grown alongside these farmers crops for more than 100 years we understand what a farmer needs and we know the lay of the land in north mississippi And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, So kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. On 105.9 The Zone. Welcome back into the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. I am. Dog 95 Peeville, your show host. And hey, and Bill, what did you tell me your uh, your name was you used there for a little while on radio back when you was you were DJing? I was uh, Christopher Stone. <laughs> now that's a cool one there. Christopher Stone sounds like an actor, honestly. Or like a news anchor. Well, there was an actor named Christopher Stone. Was it? Yeah, it sure was. I wonder if his was real. American actress. They were on. uh, Yeah, I I don't know if his name was real either. Could have been, you know, stage name. Yeah. But that that, I was Christopher Stone when I worked in Vicksburg at a station over there. (laughs) (laughs) This is Christopher Stone, ABC News, Washington. That's what it sounds like, isn't it? Christopher Christopher Stone, Stone and you're not. (laughs) Yes. I'm not quite sure how to put this, but I'm Christopher Stone, and I'm kind of a big deal. <clears throat> All right. Unnamed, All right, Anchorman. <laughs> unnamed Texter said, are you saying the Matt Wyatt on Six Pack Speak is not you? Who am I arguing with? I don't know who you're arguing with, uh, unnamed, but it ain't me. Carlos says, Carlos is my middle name. That'll work. 
How about this? Mailman David said, I, I tried to use my real name and was told there was too many Davids and to add something to make it different. <laughs> so he put his occupation on there. Uh, Rich from Marvel with a text and a confirmation times two. He says, Rich from Marvel is my name. Anthony from Tupelo will vouch for me. All right, then. Now, Pookie let us know that his name is Chad. Hey, Chad. From now on, he's, for me, anyway, from now on, he is Chad, better known as Pookie. See, it's got a nice little ring to it there, doesn't it? Now, Resdog said, how do you know my real name isn't Resdog? Well, I can't say that I know Resdog 100%, but I'm 99.9% sure. <laughs> and it's this little, you know, ability that I have, a, just God-given ability of, of intuition, I just think I know. Fletcher texted the show and said, Matt, people use fake names, so when they say something stupid or something they might regret, nobody knows who they really are. Fletcher says, I use my real name and photo on Twitter because I have nothing to hide. Whatever I say on social media, I'll say to your face. Well, Fletcher, let me just go ahead and tip my country-pleasing sausage gray and blue and red cap to you. I think that's a good way to approach it. You know, for, you're, it's sort of a self-discipline thing. I mean, I think it's when, when you're, you know, sort of posing as somebody or something else, it's way too easy to get out of line. <laughs> you know what the hardest part about being Christopher Stone was? When I'd go out to do, like, live broadcasts and stuff, and people would yell, Hey, Chris! And i go, I wouldn't answer. <laughs> you're right. You had to get used to the people knowing thinking that's who you really were. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, because they're because you know you don't answer when people that's call just, a name that's not yours. Well it's just like an actor who's got a character on television and they go out somewhere and people call them to buy that character's name. Well that's not their name. Yeah. And a lot of times they may not answer. That's exactly right. And you I think mean, they're being rude, but they're not being rude because you're not actually speaking their name. Right. Well, that's like, you're right. So you think about some of your favorite shows and stuff. Um, actors from favorite shows who play these great characters and all this. Longmire is not really Longmire. Right. It's Robert Taylor. Yeah. And he's Australian for that matter. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he played a sheriff in Wyoming with an American accent. So if I see that guy, go, hey, Longmire! Now, which I'm sure he gets yeah, all he gets the time. Sure. They all they do. You know, and he probably to this point is already, he gets it, you know. But if I say, hey, Longmire, <laughs> if he ignores me, I kind of deserve it. Because the man's name is Robert Taylor. Right? Right. <laughs> it's like if I see Robert Redford and I go, I go, hey, there goes Roy Hobbs. The best there ever was. Just like in the movie, you know. I, I deserve to be. I, right. <laughs> hey, there goes Butch Cassidy. No, the Sundance. He was a Sundance kid. Was he the Sundance? Yeah, kid? I think I, can never, I can't, ever, can't ever keep him. Yeah, I think uh, Paul uh, Newman, Paul Newman was, was the <laughs> was Butch Cassidy. He was Butch Cassidy. I'm not real sure. One hey, hey there goes Butch the Cassidy. Sundance kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the guy? Um, what's the actor who played Wyatt Earp in Tombstone? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. You walk up on Kurt Russell. Hey, that's Wyatt Earp. I'm a doggone. Or Doc Holliday. <laughs> hey, Doc. 
A lot of people are talking about that documentary that's out there now about Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where he filmed himself all these years. I hadn't seen it. Uh, a couple of notes, and then I'm going to jump to something I think y'all will want to hear. Uh, uh, White Denzel says that if you go to 70stv.com, you can watch all the 70s TV shows from cartoons to movies, but you can also watch American Bandstand all for free. Now, that's a cool tip right there, Denzel. Thank you, 70. i tell you what I found last night. It's a website. You just pull it up online. You can sit right there and play the original Super Mario Brothers video game. The whole thing, yeah. Uh, Nick, he said, if you think about it, screen names started with chat rooms in the early days of the Internet and probably just stuck. Well, right, and that ain't a good thing. Here's someone on here that is called Alfalfa Paul, who says, my name is Paul Walker, and the deceased Paul Walker stole his name from me. You were the first. You, you Paul Walker, the first. What about a plain, you know, just everyday common name like John Madden? I thought I would point out, even though he was on TV forever, uh, John Madden made his debut on Monday Night Football. John Madden made a Monday Night Football debut on this day in 2002. You know, I guess I didn't realize the the trajectory of his career. The great John Madden, the football announcer. The fact that he was... He was on... What, he started on CBS. Yeah, he started on CBS in 81. Then he went to Fox in 94. And then he jumped over to Monday Night Football in 2002 and was only on Monday Night Football for like three years. Did y'all realize that? Because a lot of people, if you ask them, John, you know, say John Madden, they go, Monday Night Football. Okay, I think I have time for this. I want you to hear. John Madden, Al Michaels, actual TV broadcast on Thanksgiving. Talking about turkey. Be home for Thanksgiving. I can't I know, believe it. I know where I'm going to be on Thanksgiving. I just wonder where those turkeys are going to be for Thanksgiving. I have a feeling. I know. <laughs> it, was an, well, it was an Eagles CBS game. Yes, and Fox, it became a tradition, the turkey leg and all of that. And, and you brought to... The the uh, knowledge of America, the turducken, and so our friends at the Four Seasons cooked you a turducken. Oh, there it is. That is. I think it's a turducken. It is a turducken, but I got to show you how to. Oh, oh, I, I, See, it's the actual turducken in the booth with him. The, the real thing on Monday Night Football. But anyway, anyway, here's how you slice it. See, a lot of people don't know. You have to slice it down the middle. See, and then you slice it across this way, because what it is, it's a it's a deboned. Chicken stuffed in a deboned duck, stuffed in a deboned turkey, with dressing between the chicken and the duck, and the duck and the turkey. So as you cut down that way, you go turkey, dressing, duck, dressing, chicken. (laughs) You know, one of the great things about your coming over here is I'm able to ask you all of these questions. Because for a lot of years, I thought a turducken was some sort of a you know a foul crossbreed. But it's not. Well, it's just, I mean, it's three I mean, different it's, things. Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it's it's really five different things. It's a it's a chicken, a duck, a turkey, and two kinds of dressing. 
<laughs> and are you going to have one on, on your Thanksgiving table? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have one. I have to bring it though, but you know, you know, because it, oh, here's, <laughs> here a, it is, here's, here's a here's a picture of one. Duck in yeah. The, yeah. So they brought it in the booth with him, and he dives into it with his bare hands. Here, <laughs> see, and then this is what it looks like inside. <laughs> see, so you got turkey and duck, and then dressing. He's tearing it chicken. apart. Oh. And then, then you just have to do it that way, or Nick, if any of that makes sense. Now, can I get some hoisin sauce with that? <laughs> That's unbelievable. You know, you know the, the first time I ever had one of these, I, I, I ate it with my fingers, and then I had to shake hands, and I didn't know whether to <laughs> stay away from me. Second and seven, that passes. I'll tell you what, he just right there. I hope he patented that because a lot of people eat those now. I know, and and that was his first Thanksgiving on Monday Night Football in 2002. He'd been at Fox, right? He'd been at Fox for a while. Right. He he started yeah. at CBS. Well, he was the Raiders coach, and then yeah. he went to CBS 81. 1994, he jumps over to the Fox broadcast, and in 2002, he goes to Monday Night Football before going to NBC. So he did all of them. Yeah. But he, that was his... Everywhere. That was his first Thanksgiving on Monday Night Football. And they, they brought the actual turducken in the booth, had the camera on him. And during the game, the game's going on, he dives into this turducken and starts tearing it apart with his bare hands. Like, And he's got it all over his dressing, all over his hands. Yeah, the the tur- uh, turducken had six legs, too, because of it being three different birds. Yeah, if they put the legs in there, yeah. it did. Yeah, when they remember these having down on the sidelines. Yeah, that's right. They'd always have a turducken down there. It had uh-huh. six legs on it. A chicken. A duck. Inside of a duck. <laughs> inside of a turkey, of a turkey. With dressing in between each layer. <laughs> All it needed was a beer can to make it a beer can thing. You know? Brett Favre. <laughs> we need Ryan. Where's Ryan? Need, oh, need him to Brett call Favre. in on Madden. Boy, he Day. loves Brett Favre. <laughs> he loves him. Oh, there's a man. That's a man crush. That's a man crush. Y'all stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Arrive today. Jeans do come true. Thank you, Blue Delta. Yeah, jeans do come true. That's what the bag says. Blue Delta jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, my hometown. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase. Again, that's if you listen to me, you can use discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase. And at checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount off your order. So I just went online and ordered them. Uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. A couple weeks ago. Went in, I didn't go get measured. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are at my doorstep a couple weeks later. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Nice. I'm happy. (laughs) I've known the Blue Delta team for years, and I'm thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor of this show. Blue Delta's virtual tailor is a fun and easy way to get yourself into the best fitting pair of jeans you're ever going to own. But you never thought you'd get a butt shot out of me, huh? 
How about that? Just answer the questions and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions. It's amazing how they do it. They will fit perfectly. You're not going to find better material and better feeling pants, period, anywhere. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. I promise you that. And I know that you are going to love them too. Make sure you use the code. And remember, jeans do come true. After these messages, we'll be right back. Let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech nut peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. Show. Live in the studio. Online at thezone1059.com. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Zone. All right, back with you. Rolling along here. Hour number one. A little time left. Yeah, today was the day. Back in 02, so not quite 20 years ago. August 19th, 2002, John Madden made his debut on Monday Night Football. August preseason game stuff. And uh, the rest is history. The third of four networks that he worked for. Over here on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Kobe on line one. What's up, Kobe? Hey, what's up, man? I was just listening to you on lunch, and it's interesting. You talk about John Madden. I came in up, up in that era where his video game came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember him more so before Monday Night Football, him and Pat Summerall calling the Fox games and a lot of the Cowboys games in the mid to late 90s when they had their teams and stuff. And it was funny. I started playing Madden. And that's when I realized, oh, this guy was a Hall of Fame coach. <laughs> right. And it's interesting you talk about nicknames. I'll bring it full circle because the football game that's out mad. And a lot of these, I don't forget what generation, 2000 and after kids, they don't even know who Madden is. They never had that privilege to actually hear him call football games. Dude was legendary. His voice mm-hmm. was more legendary. Right. His voice was like how Tony Romo calls plays during the games, you know. Mm-hmm. And just listening to you talk about him brought, brought back memories. My first game was Mad 99. And listening to him call those games on the video game, <laughs> the guy's legendary. But yeah. yeah, I was just listening to you. Thought I'd holler at you. I'm and glad you did. Shout out my Tigers. 
Yeah, got to shout out my JSU Tigers. You know, we preparing to go take a Labor Day vacation and put it on FAMU in about another week and a half. So. Attaboy. Yeah, attaboy. I like it. Yeah. A little, right. <laughs> thanks, Kobe. He said, well, a little Labor Day vacation and put it on FAMU in about a month. We talked about that one yesterday, uh, Kobe. So Jackson State's uh, season opener, it'll be on, it'll be televised on ESPN2. And uh, yeah, they're playing. Florida A&M, and it's in, what, Miami? game's in Miami. The game has a name and everything. So uh, we touched on that some yesterday for sure, so I appreciate the call. Yeah, Madden 99. And, you know, that's it. So, like, certain age, remember Madden calling all those games? He was kind of – they'd get all the A games, you know, the, the, the prime Thanksgiving game and other stuff, and then he goes to Monday Night Football. Then the video game comes out. You're right, younger people didn't ever hear him call games, certainly don't remember him coaching – may not care, they might even be more familiar with Frank Caliendo doing impressions of him because that's more more recent anyway. Uh, Joe texted the show and he said, Matt, could you play that Monday night 1970s theme if you have it? See, I don't know which one is which. I got two versions of the Monday night football deal. See, I'm thinking this was the 70s, 80s version. I think this was 70 to 80s. Yeah. That's it. It's good stuff right there. What, before Madden, it was Al Michaels, Frank Deerdorf, Dan Deerdorf, and Frank Gifford. Sorry. Got to mix that. Been a bunch of good crews there for sure over the years. No doubt about it. Well... We are continuing to roll along. If you didn't know, we're 16 days away from Saturday, September the 4th. We started our countdown at 100. We are at number 16. It's time for the countdown of 100 teams. 100 teams. 100 days. Here we go. Counting down 100 college football teams to learn a little, just a little bit about each one. You come just a little bit more educated about all these teams. It's a good way to preview and get ready for the season. 16 days from now, September the 4th. And team number 16 on the countdown is... Who is it from the Big 12? TCU. Uh, so, Gary Patterson going into his 21st year as the head coach at TCU. 21st year. Oh, they've been there 21 years. His overall record. Well, this will be his 21st year, so last year was 20. And uh, so he's 178 and 74 at TCU. Boy, that is not bad at all, is it? You think about you know conference realignment that he's been through and going from one conference to another uh, during that same time frame. Last year they played 10 games at TCU, went six and four. 
Uh, ten starters back on that offensive side off last year's team. Eight back on defense. Six and four a year ago. So let's see what they did. Played in a bowl game. Yep, the game against uh, Arkansas in the Texas Bowl got canceled. That was going to be their 11th, so they didn't get to play it. Uh, so their their regular season went like this. They opened the season with a three-point loss, 37-34 to Iowa State. That must have been a really good ball game. Anyway, I, Iowa State beat them in the opener. TCU then beat Texas in Week 2, 33-31. They had back-to-back losses against Kansas State and Baylor. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Against Kansas State and Oklahoma, back-to-back losses. So that meant a one and three start. And they won five out of their last six. They beat Baylor by 10 on the road, beat Texas Tech, blew them out at home, went to West Virginia and got blown out 24 to six, but finished the year on a three game win streak, beat Kansas badly. Um, is that a word, badly? Beat Kansas 59 23. Beat Oklahoma State, upset them 29 22. Oklahoma State was ranked 19th in the country at the time. And in the last game of the year, they beat Louisiana Tech 52-10. to Nice little 42-point win to go out on. Didn't get to play the bowl game, as I told you. As far as guys back, Max Duggan is back, the QB, and he was pretty uh, effective in a short season. 61%, 1,700 yards, 10 TDs, 4 picks. All of the leading rushers are back. Uh, pretty much everybody in that offense coming back this year for them. They will open the season. TCU will hosting Duquesne on September the 4th. I knew Duquesne had basketball team. I didn't know they had a football one. Week 2, TCU will host Cal from the Pac-12. They got an open date third week of September, host SMU, and then jump into conference play at the beginning of October. That's a little bit of a look at TCU. Their home stadium, uh, Amon G. Carter Stadium, Natural Grass, Seats 45,000 people, built in 1930. Been out there a while. Tip of the cap for having natural grass. Everybody ought to at that level. Bill, famous alums from TCU. Well, newsman Bob Schieffer. Okay, all right. Andy Andy Dalton. Right. Ladanian Tomlinson. Jeff Newman of the Indians, which are now not called the Indians, are the Guardians now? Yeah, right. Uh, Bob Lilly went to school there. Rod Roddy, and I don't mean the wrestler. He was the announcer on The Price is Right. Oh, yeah. Rod Roddy. Here's Bob Barker. <laughs> Forgotten uh, that. Betty Buckley, uh, you might remember her. She was the mom on Eight is Enough, and she was also one of the big stars of Cats. Okay. Musical. All right. Uh, Matt Carpenter of the Cardinals, Jake Arietta of the Padres, Andre Kastner, Andre, Andrew Kastner, rather, of the Cubs. Uh, Johnny Vaught went to school there. Did he really? Yes. How about that? I did not know. Yeah, Jalen Fisher and Jalen Rieger of the Eagles. And by the way, back to the football theme. This is the 1970 ABC football theme. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) No wonder Joe laughed when he texted me back. He said, no, Matt, that's not it. Actually, in the beginning of this, they had like the guys counting down the cameras. Camera one, camera two, camera three. Okay, four, three, two. And then he went right into the music. This is fantastic. <laughs> that That's is it. fantastic. That's from 1970. The Monday Night Football. The 1970 Monday Night Football. Boy, it is a departure from 
what we're used to on Monday Night Football, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely sounds different. That would be fun. You know, I may do that one day is go gather up the different iterations of these themes that we know of, like NBC football, you know, college football and ESPN. They all have themes that have sort of morphed and changed over the years into new variations each one over the next, you know, they go four years with one and change it and then go another three and change. We need to kind of hear how they've changed and morphed over the years. That'd be a fun exercise. I I think it would anyway for me. Yeah, Clayton, he mentioned that. Uh, Bill mentioned LaDainian Tomlinson from uh, TCU. He was just unbelievable. Jimmy, we were talking about Monday Night Football. He said uh, you had Howard Cosell, Don Meredith, and Frank Gifford for a while there on Monday Night Football. What a booth. No kidding, man. Dandy Don singing Turn Out the Lights at the Turn end of the... The party's over. All good things. <laughs> singing live on the... And Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. That's something else. <clears throat> man, where'd that hour go? We must have had some fun because it flew by. I guess. Well, somebody stole part of it. That's right. Hour two's coming up. Saints have got an update on their ticket situation. Tom Brady talked. He ain't too happy with his offense. All of that and more coming up in hour number two of the show. Oh, and a Swedish guy is coming to play football. I'll tell you about it. Y'all stick around. Here's a lot. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. After these messages, we'll be right back. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country-pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite, the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh, yeah. Let's eat Country Pleasing Sausage, the best, hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage, hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But, look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. Is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. 
and they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max, got it at C Spire, went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase. Uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions. And here they are. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answered the questions. And they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. And I know that you are going to love them too. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Time. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right, let's go. Hour number two of the show off and running with you here in the Bureau today. The Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. I'm Matt. Bill is here. Most importantly, you are here. Appreciate you tuning in, however you're tuning in, wherever you're tuning in. Feel free to comment on the live stream or shoot me a text on the country pleasing text line. There's a number if you're watching the live stream. 885-ESPN-601, number 885-ESPN. Call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, 995-1059-601-995-1059. Give me a call. Lots to get into. I will give you that ticket update for the Who That Nation. People wondering about, well, the, the ticket situation itself in terms of how to get into their games hasn't changed, but... If you've got tickets, you may have an option. I'll just I'll tell you what that is if you're a big Saints fan. I uh, saw this, though, and I couldn't help but wonder, hmm, he has a point. All right, Josh Kendall covers South Carolina for the Athletic. And he had a comment on something that came out basically from the university. I don't know this for certain. This may actually be the university newspaper. Yeah. Okay. So the University of South Carolina editorially independent student newspaper. University of South Carolina. All students are required to participate in monthly COVID-19 testing and wear masks indoors. Interim University President Harris Bastides, formerly of Texas A&M, said he is guardedly optimistic that he can reduce uh, reduce the mask mandate later this semester. 
And there's a link there. I'm not going to go to the link. All right. So the president of the University of South Carolina, every student will be required to get a, a COVID-19 test every month. And you got to have masks on indoors. Okay. Well, Josh Kendall, who covers South Carolina athletics for the for the athletic, said current NCAA rules don't require vaccinated athletes to be tested unless they are symptomatic. He points out that the SEC hasn't released its rules yet. So based on this, he's saying that if some schools testing, if some schools are testing everyone regularly and some are not, he says there will be some squawking. And he's right about that. And I'm just trying to, it's the first I've seen it. I haven't, it ain't like I've read a bunch of details or anything like this, but I'm just wondering, okay, if you're in a league like the SEC, 14 teams, soon to be 16, but for now it's still 14. You're going to and from campuses, home and away games, so either teams are going to be coming to you or you're going to them. So travel is involved and going to those places and matching up against those athletes. Okay, and right now, as of right now, as of August the 19th, NCAA rules say if you are a vaccinated individual, coach or player, you don't have to get tested. Okay, so that's the blanket NCAA. But underneath that, you got one school here, for instance, who the school... This isn't an athletic thing, but the university has said every student, all of them, that would include football players. You got to get tested every month, vaccinated or not. And he does have a point in saying, well, some people are going to go, well, now hold on, time out. SEC, Southeastern Conference, if you've got one school testing its athletes every month, they all need to be testing their athletes every month. Okay, the SEC hasn't put in a rule itself yet because you get this overall NCAA idea that says vaccinated players and coaches don't have to be tested regularly. I know it's not fair. Okay, I know it's not fair to South Carolina. Coach Shane Beamer, new coach, and he's going to try to get through a year because if you're, you know, with the way this thing is going, right, you have vaccinated individuals who are testing positive, some, and you go have one team testing them because it's what his university says he has to do. I just don't know that based on that, if that's something that based on that one school, the university itself deciding, well, this is the way we are going to do it. I don't know if that's something that the SEC should act on and going, hey, hey, the rest of y'all 13, South Carolina says they're going to test all their students. So we're, going, we're all going to do the same thing. So it's fair for everybody. I don't know. I don't know if that's why you act on it or why you do it. I do know this. Josh Kendall's correct. If you've got, whether it's coming from the university or a particular state or, I mean, it wouldn't be state, but wherever it's coming from, if you've got some schools that are regularly testing everybody, including their athletes, and some schools that aren't, well, it's going, 
cause a little bit of angst. There's just frankly no way around it. No way around it. Okay, speaking of, where are all my Saints fans at? I'm telling you, people are so sick and tired of this offseason. They are so... <laughs> they, people are so ready for games to start. I'm with you. All right. Um, so you know what the Saints said, right? The New Orleans Saints said, in order to get into our ball games in the uh, Superdome... You either have to be vaccinated or you've got a test negative right there. Like what do they have? Like a what do you do? You I don't even know. Are they gonna test people on site? Do you have to get tested that day and show proof? I don't even know. I have no idea how that works. That's just what I've seen. You got tickets or not, it doesn't matter. You either have to be vaccinated or you have to test negative that day. And then you got to wear a mask when you get in there. Do they have that? I think so. There's some type of mask mandate in there. Anyway, that's the, the point I'm making is this. So there was this idea, or, or fear anyway, that because of that, you're going to have a bunch of Saints fans with tickets or with season tickets that are going to go, ah, you know what, give me my money back. I want my money back. I don't want these tickets. I'm not going in there. Now, it could be twofold, okay? It could be... Well, I'm not going to be proven I'm vaccinated, and I'm not going to be getting tested, and I'm not going to be wearing a mask, so I don't want to go. Here's my tickets. Give me my money back. Okay, that could be one scenario for a Saints fan. But the other could be, you know, these numbers are jumping up there. I just think I don't want to go be around all those people. Okay. So, so is that a reason to give a refund if you've bought the tickets? Now, Jimmy brings up an interesting point. He do, he brings up a very interesting point, and that's why I probably should, you know, be a little more familiar with the details on exactly how they're going to do it. But Jimmy says, you can be vaccinated and test positive, so how are the Saints going to deal with that? And, and that's a – right. Like, if you're positive, you don't need to be going in, vaccinated or not, right? But what I saw initially was vaccinated would get you in there. So, anyway – but in regards to getting your money back, the Saints are going to give refunds to season ticket holders who want them due to this vaccine mandate and mask rules that are in place for home games this season. They released that statement today. So season ticket holders, you're going to have until next, is it next? Next Tuesday, August 24th, 4 o'clock, to request refunds for the 2021 season. So there is a word to the wise. I know, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, um, we have people listening who have season tickets to Saints games who need to know that uh, they can get their money back. But you've got until next Tuesday to request it. Yeah, what is it? Okay, here it is. Proof, this is what they said initially. 
the Louisiana Superdome remains on track to open at a full capacity for Saints games this year, but only to fans who provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test. Uh, I have a guest. I'm sorry. She's not a guest. I'm not supposed to say guest. No. I have uh, my co-host in the <laughs> studio, in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio here. Co-host. Not, not quite. <clears throat> well, you are. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> the homecoming queen has entered the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> well, hey. Um, so you have to ha- show your vaccine okay, record but, but to we have, in? Or? We do, but we have a little conundrum here. We got we to gotta flesh this out, okay? Because Jimmy brought up an interesting point on the YouTube live stream. This is a story. This is within the last week. We've heard about it. The Saints, right? Saints. Yeah. Full capacity. Saints games. But only to fans who, this story said initially, only to fans who provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test. Who do they provide that to? The, the ticket people? Well, here, I mean, well, I guess. Proof of vaccination <laughs> or... Or... A negative COVID-19 test taken 72 hours prior to games and... Also, the fans have to wear masks. Okay. Jimmy said, you can be vaccinated and test positive. So how are the Saints going to deal with that? Mm. Okay. So I just want to know, and look, I'm not, I, I'm not mad at the Saints for this. You know me. I'm, I'm, hey, get your shot, put your mask on. You know how I am. But right. who's going to police it? Who how, is who, going, how are they going to administer right, this? Yeah. Right. Especially when you're talking about putting 80,000 people getting in there for a ball game. And I understand they're doing what they think is best and, you know, businesses, whomever else can decide what they want to do right now. And I get yeah. that. But how are they going to? Yeah. The logistics of it. Right. Kind of a nightmare. Jimmy also. I know, I know one thing. After a few burrs, the masks are coming off. <laughs> you think they're going to keep their mask on? Yeah, no doubt. Oh, uh, Jimmy gosh. is Jimmy is pointing out my hypocrisy. Earlier in the show, I was making a point that maybe we ought to consider moving away from screen names or nicknames, and let's all just use our real names. Oh, okay. And I called you the homecoming queen. He goes, did you just oh, use her sorry. screen name? Sorry. That's it's, not really my screen name. It's a title. It's just a nickname. It's, it's, Thank, Bill's thanks, right. Bill. It's a title. It's a title from... It's a major award. It's a major award <laughs> as of 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Matt, 20 years. 20 years this fall. I am washed up at Ole Miss for sure. Mm-hmm. You just you just help me feel a little bit important sometimes. So we're sorry. Tell that guy we're sorry. Sorry. We're, it, her we're real name on the statue. Yeah. <laughs> her real name is Anna Beth. Sorry about okay. that. Um, and I really am glad you came by because the show's gotten stale. Because all of us, including me, we are so tired You're of tired? previewing. We're so tired of previewing, and we're ready for real games. I so gave we you need some little, chocolate. I brought you yeah. some chocolate. Yeah, I'm going to eat that during I the break. I wish Bill was here. I'd give him some chocolate. Um, yeah, send it with him. He'll be here tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, what this is saying is that, that okay, so that's the policy. We just talked okay. about it, vaccinated yeah. or, or and And the Saints today, in a statement, said that they will give refunds to season ticket holders who want refunds because of this vaccine mandate, mask rules. But you have until next Tuesday at 4 o'clock to request the refund for your tickets. Mm. Those return tickets will be made available to people at the, on the Saints wait list. And according to their spokesman, Greg 
Benzel, he said about 120 people have reached out to the team about a potential refund. Um, out of all of the season ticket holders, 120, that's it. That's it. And he says, at the same time, many more are hoping to get into the games under the new rules. Yeah. He said, we have received thousands of calls from interested fans wanting to purchase season tickets made available by current season ticket holders seeking refunds. Uh, and, and you know, I took it, that's in NOLA.com, Times Picayune, and I took it as you have a lot of people going, hey, I am vaccinated. And I do want to go. And since that's what they're doing, I'm a little, I, I'll go. And I know some people are going to turn the tickets You know my in. feeling about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would think that. You would think that? Yes. Maybe it's positive peer pressure on their end. Go get your shot. Jason on Facebook. Yeah. It's one thing about Facebook is you get your real name. Jason says they were even going to give people shots there, but the shots do not protect people instantly. So also the shots give some people blood clots and strokes causing young people to die. Okay. And those are very rare cases. But, see, they're not going to do that on site because they and don't want that. They don't want to be liable. That doesn't need to be happening because they're trying to get into a ball game. So, you know, you go to a medical. Well, I mean, the numbers in Louisiana are high. They're like the Mississippi numbers. And they were so high just, last year. They're too. just trying to, hey, look, this may not be a positive opinion, but more more power to them. I think it's great. What they're trying to do, but I, my question would be, how in the world will they enforce this? Yeah, how? I mean, are you gonna the... are you going to walk up with your vaccination card mm-hmm. and show it to the people getting your ticket, or you have to email it in ahead of time, or and how many people are going to forge it? Forge it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say that. But yeah. Look, let's just be honest. I mean, if let's people, be honest. If people will try to get into games with forged tickets. Yeah. You know good and well. They're going to forge a vaccination thing. Right. I don't, where are ours? Do you even know? I don't even know. Our cards? You yeah. you had them. I don't know where they are. They're going to sell those outside the stadium. <laughs> so no <laughs> doubt. Hey. Hey. Gonna be the, scalpers, the scalpers are going to now do. Hey, got your tickets. Hey, remember got that. Uh, Bill, <laughs> you remember that scene on Vegas Vacation where. <laughs> Forget the fake Rusty, IDs. Uh, yeah. Rusty Griswold, he's in Vegas, yeah. and the guys out there. He's singing Sinatra songs. Fly yeah. me to the hey kid, hey kid. I can tell you need a and he he flips his sign over and it's got a hole in it and he, the yeah. kid holds it up and he takes his picture, makes him a fake driver's what license was his ID name? right pa- there. Mr. Papanelli, yeah. Mr. Nick uh, Papa Giorgio, Papa Giorgio, <laughs> Papa Giorgio. <laughs> Forget fake IDs and fake tickets. It's now going to be. Fake yeah. vaccine cards. Yeah. yeah, they're already out there, by the way. Meanwhile, he hit the oh, slot no. machine. Rusty hit the slot machine and won four cars. Yeah. And they all drove them home. Yeah. Says, what? How'd this happen? Well, put in a dollar, won a car. Put in a dollar, won a car. <laughs> you love that. I don't love the Vegas vacation as much, but it's, it is funny. It's funny. It is funny. It's a funny one. It's, it's not Christmas vacation, no, but it uh, is funny. No. And the second time I met... Uh, <laughs> Wayne Newton. Yeah. Wayne Newton. <laughs> I mean, the storylines, okay? It is The funny. writers of this movie, they gave him Rusty Nick Papa Giorgio was the name. That's pretty funny. You know, Wayne Newton, he's hitting on um, The wife Ellen, sending dresses to her, to her hotel room. Invites her over to have spaghetti. Yeah. He made spaghetti. Pasta, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, her, he gives her a little box, this little ring box. She says, oh, Wayne, and she opens it. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, he said it's a lock of my hair. Lock of my hair. <laughs> She's like, I got to get out of here. 
I would give you a lock of my hair if I had any locks. Oh, I know, Matt. Thanks. I don't have any so locks. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, no. I do want to. Uh, Woodrow texted the show here and he says, Thank you, Hannah Beth, for the voice of reason. Oh. Okay. So he's on your side on this. You know, I love the name Woodrow. I had an uncle named Woodrow. You sure did, didn't yeah. you? Uh, and, and real quick, and then we go to the phone. Uh, Jeremy said, Matt, I only heard a portion of, the, portion of this. Did you say NCAA athletes are. If NCAA athletes are vaccinated, they won't be tested at all. Does it mention what happens if they are vaccinated and show symptoms? Yes. The NCAA mandate, or not the mandate, but the rule right now is uh, vaccinated coaches and players do not have to be tested regularly unless they show symptoms. And once again, how about that? Who's going to police whether they're showing a symptom or not? Yeah. I mean... In other words, scenario here. What if a kid, what if one of those football players has a sniffle and they think, oh, you're fine. What if he's got it? Starting quarterback walks down the hall of the football office and sneezes. Do you think they're going to test him? Uh, no. no. Um, JSU1, online one. What's up, JSU1? You got it. You got it. Uh, and you know they get them fake cars out there already. And I heard that they're going like $1,500 a pop. What? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. $1,500 a pop. Why wouldn't you just get the shot? It's free. That's what me and my friend was saying, too. I mean, this. think about Hey, JSU1, think about how stupid that is. You're going to pay, <laughs> pay 1500 bucks for uh, a fake car when you can just get a shot and get one for free. Oh, that my makes word. Noise. And the shot's free. Oh, my word. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. That's insane. That's real crazy. Uh, and I hadn't heard uh, the boom today, neither. Oh, well, yeah. you weren't listening at the right time because <laughs> Bill played a little sonic boom for us earlier. I, loud didn't, he- and proud. I didn't hear it, so I'll and take it. And now he's go. doing it again. <laughs> Thanks for the call, okay. JSU. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Annie, uh, Jackson State opens the season in one month on national television. They go to Miami and they play. FAMU, Florida A&M, the oh. Rattlers of Florida A&M. They opened up the whole football season? Yes. Listen to this. Yesterday I pulled up the Jackson State roster, <laughs> and Bill was listening, and I started running oh down God. I started running down the roster of where the players came from. They have transfers, and it's just like one after the other. Transfer from Tennessee, transfer from Miami, transfer from Ohio, transfer from Penn State, transfer from Alabama, transfer from Auburn. They're, the Jackson State roster they're, is they're stacked, aren't they? Are loaded, loaded with SEC and Division One transfers all over the place. Hey, they're ready. I'm talking about they're ready. Six, seven, three hundred and ten pound offensive lineman transfer from you know like some Georgia Tech or something. It's uh, they have players. Got to um, be those Subway sandwiches they're getting. For- <laughs> you think that's it? I think it's just they like the sonic boom. And look, I understand. What about the coach? <clears throat> yeah. I think he knows what he has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's pretty confident, and he should be. Yeah, I think right. year two is going to be good for him. All right, rolling along with you here in hour number two of the show in the Bureau. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Better buy, 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 better buy
Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Better buy bird's eye. Better buy, better buy, better buy bird's eye. Now, if you know your oats and want to feel your oats and taste how good an oat cereal can be, well, you go for Cheerios. Great way to start the day with really great eating. That's Cheerios, one of the few foods made from oats. The tasty cereal grain everyone should have at breakfast. Crisp and golden, as only a toasted oat cereal can be. And nourishing? Why, a Cheerios breakfast gives you the power protein that grown-ups need to help stay in trim and youngsters need to grow on. Toasted oat goodness, toasted oat flavor, a delicious power breakfast. That's Cheerios. Let me tell you about an ice cream Kathy beats. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. And remember, folks, Meadow Gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beechnut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beechnut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. Matt Wyatt Show. Nobody breaks down quarterback play better than him. And he's right here, right now, online at thezone1059.com. And on your radio, ESPN 105.9, The Zone. All right, just to back it up, I, I want to get the, the dates right. So the aforementioned Jackson State Tigers. Now, this is the JSU Sonic Boom who I think just as many people go to the ball games to watch them as they do the football team, but which leads to the reason Jackson State, I think, leads the country in FCS football attendance every year, and they do. That's a fact. Here we go. All right, so Jackson State opens the season in 17 days from today. On Sunday, September the 5th, in Miami, Florida, it's the Orange Blossom Classic. They take on Florida A&M. It'll be broadcast at 2 o'clock Central on ESPN 2. The Deuce. And then week two, they play Tennessee State up in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl. Oh, sorry. Allow me to turn your mic on there, please. That's okay. You ask me in and turn the mic I'm off. I'm sorry. Dude, uh, they play on Saturdays? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think, how could we get you to a game to hear the band? But I would you'll love be it. at 
uh, MSU. You know, their first home game. All right, so think about how cool this is. Their the first game of the year is in Miami, national televised game. Second game of the year, they go to the Liberty Bowl, play the Southern Heritage Class against Tennessee State, who is coached by Eddie George, former Ohio State and great Tennessee Titans running back, Oilers and Titans running mm-hmm. back. Um, then week three, they're going to go to Louisiana Monroe and take on the Sunbelt team. They're coached by Terry Bowden, the former Auburn coach. Wow. All right. Week four would be the first home game of the year for Jackson State in Jackson at Memorial Stadium. They are hosting Delta State, Division Two Delta State, on Saturday, September 25th, 2, 2 p.m. kickoff. Are you going to tell me who their coach is? No. Oh. I've been doing that. I now. thought, are but you building up to something? I'm is just that... saying they're playing Delta State. Yeah. I would love to see that ball game, but I don't guess I prime can. Prime time. Uh-huh. Prime time. Uh, so that's the month of September for them. It is an incredibly interesting start to the season, I think. I'm going to be watching all of it. Did JSU come to MSU last year, or did I dream that? No, it wasn't last. It was, was it two um, years ago? No, it was, it was 2009. It was Dan Mullen's first it was year. 2009? My- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Annie, it might have been. I think it was no, actually the first game. it was game. not 2009, yeah. Matt. It was that long ago? I think it was the first game of the Dan Mullen era. I just remember Am that I wrong came about because that? you got really excited about the band. It was fantastic. Yeah. I have talked about it on this show. You were so excited. I did not realize, though, it was that long ago. <laughs> I was thinking it, it had just happened. <laughs> that was a while back, Annie. Yeah. Uh, we'd been married one year at that point. Yeah. that. Yeah. We thought, just celebrated. That was a long 13. time ago. Oh, I think well. it. Okay. So, so this I do know. The 2009 season, that was... Um, Dan Mullen's first season. That can't be right. Yes, it's right. It was the right? first it was the first game of the Dan Mullen era. Mm-hmm. They hosted Jackson State. Chad Bumpus okay. from Tupelo from caught Tupelo. the fir- he scored the first touchdown, I think it was, in the Dan Mullen era. Okay. Well. He, and he's coaching, he's a wide receivers coach now for Utah, University of Utah. Uh but anyway, it was the first one. State won the game forty five to seven. But what I remember I know. Was a sonic boom. You're excited. So, the if you're in the Mississippi State Stadium in the press box, and I'm, I was not in the booth for color, but I was there doing pregame, postgame, so I was in the press box during the game. And it's on the west side of the stadium, behind the home team bench, if you will. And the band, the Mississippi State band, ha- is and has always been across on the east side up in a corner, the northwest corner up on the east side up there. That's where they had them. Away from us, opposite side of the stadium from us. But they had the JSU Sonic boom down on the west side of the stadium, right below in the corner on that side of the stadium. So kind of below us and down to the right. And so all of their band is facing the other way. And you know what I'm saying? When I say facing the other yes. way, the trumpets and the tubas yeah. are pointing opposite of us. Right. It was so loud I had to put my fingers in my ears. I, I mean, it's the loudest band I've ever heard. You and they weren't it. even facing me. I cannot imagine being in front of them. <laughs> Matthew. What? JSU and Mississippi State last played in 2012. Oh, okay. So they played again. 2012. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, Mississippi State won 56 to 9. So it was the and started the game season in 2009. So they played twice, and I didn't and realize. They played it. in 2012. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Still, so, yeah. it, still. Thanks to the producer again. 
It wasn't. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, producer. <laughs> I expect chocolate tomorrow. <laughs> you might not be too excited. It's just little Hershey bars. Yeah, it's a little Hershey's. Oh, okay. But it's still chocolate. <laughs> it's still chocolate. Okay, so they've played twice during chocolate. the Mullen era. So they hosted them again in 2012. See, I didn't realize that. I didn't remember that. It still wasn't last year, like I said. Wasn't that last no, year? No, but it's more recent. In your defense, yeah, it's much more, yeah. much more uh, recent. Um, green okra, of course, texted the show and said, book it. Delta state will win that game against Jackson. State. Okra. He told us to book it. Um, and Hey, I had a story here. I wanted to pass along to you. I thought uh, everybody would find this interesting. Yes. Texas A&M. They are recruiting hot and heavy football. They just got a commitment from Swedish tight end Theodore Ostrom for the class of 2023. It's its fourth uh, commitment. Number two ranked tight end in the class, despite him having never played football in the United States. What? 6'6", 250-pound Ostrom is ranked number 86 overall by ESPN, and he attends RIG Football Academy in Stockholm. What? When I lived in Germany, we played a football game against a team from Stockholm. Stockholm. Yeah. The so Stockholm. how do you, how, how do they find him? <laughs> so, Is that a tip? They went to Sweden. Is that a hot tip? Somebody said. <laughs> <laughs> the Swedish. The Swedish football academy. Right. Has a 6'6", 250-pound tight end. He's committed to Texas A&M. He's going to Aggieland. You know what I think about when I think about a Swedish tight end? I think about the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Well, <laughs> we think just like I just had that queued up too. You were pulling it up, weren't you? Turn that off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. You know that guy gets on my nerves. I can't listen to it. I'm going to have to go. Do you really not like the Swedish show? I told you that. He just gets on my nerves. I'm not playing that. That's Bill. I'm not playing it. You and Bill. He's making meatballs. You and Bill are two peas in a pod. He's making meatballs. Okay. Apparently the home queen has a... Did real? she leave? She's I'm, here. I'm but here. She has a real problem. I don't have a problem. I just uh, the Swedish. Amazing how great minds think alike. I'm not, I'm huge. <laughs> oh, he's always trying to cook chicken. I like banana pudding. I like chocolate. You know, the like Swedish chef Swedish is always chef. trying to make a chicken dish, and he wind up chasing the chicken around the chicken kitchen. Chicken around the yeah, <laughs> trying to kill it. Hey, chick, 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 chick. I always kind of <laughs> lost interest in the Muppets if it wasn't Miss Piggy and. Kermit. You, you are not a Muppets fan. I am a Muppets fan. <laughs> no, you're not. I love Miss Piggy. Anytime, just I love about Kermit. 13 years of marriage, just about any time I have suggested watching a Muppets movie. For Mary Liddy. You don't want to watch it. I don't love it. I could watch them all the time. I don't love it, but I do like Kermit and Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah. I like the one in New York and where I she liked chases Fozzie down the, the bear. Oh, Fozzie's great. I always loved Fozzie the bear. <laughs> Fozzie is great. Well, okay, so they've got a Swedish recruit. Okay, Annie, I'm going to let you answer is this question. Is there a rule about how many out-of-the-country recruits you can no. sign? No, there's not. Huh. <laughs> 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 
Yeehaw. Hey, by the way, Hogjow has a question that you need to answer. Kermit, love Kermit. Uh, he says, I'm really sorry if it's already been asked, but why is the homecoming queen not on video? Is it by choice or the camera setup? <laughs> All right, just watch this. Okay, there's camera one. There's camera two. There's camera three. In other words, Hogjow, it ain't a camera She's problem. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, what is... Um, he, he needs an answer. Well, I'm, I'm just not ready to be on the camera today. <laughs> or ever? I'm uh, not I, camera ready. I exercised earlier, and I'm not I'm not ready to be on the camera. Hogged out. She she exercised. I anchored, the news. I anchored the news for eight years and was on the camera every day. Yeah, she's not afraid she's of... kind of over it. You're not afraid of cameras. It's no. just that you, because oh, of the news bad. anchor thing, you feel like it's everything, makeup and all, has got to be yeah, perfect. Yeah, I just can't deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she went and exer- exercised and got all hot. Yeah, it was so hot outside, she got hot, and she came in and stood in front of the freezer for a little while. I always do that. To cool off real quick. Surely other people do that. <laughs> Football players have buckets of yeah, ice, right? I'm just sitting in front of the freezer mm-hmm. trying to cool off. Mississippi gal. Hot. Hot the answer is no. It's not the camera <laughs> She's hiding. <laughs> It's by choice. She's not interested in being on camera. I just hop in and hop out of here. What does it say? Somebody texted and said that they grew up as a runner for Barney Poole when he ran Memorial Stadium. The JSU band was the coolest and loudest thing my young senses had ever experienced by far. The dancers were quite an education in my little mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, Thanks for the text. Thanks for the text. Yeah, that's some they kind are, of movement there. They are awesome. No doubt about it. All right. We'll wrap up Hour 2 when we come back. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with a slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right 
there's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus, we've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Online at 1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9, The Zone. Annie was asking me if I could hear Al the cat purring in the microphone. I can't hear it right now. Oh, he's biting it. Oh, is that what he's doing? Sorry. <laughs> he's a big old cat now. That rascal is a is a large. How? What do he weigh? Seventeen. Yeah. He would be recruited, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's a big one. He'd be a lineman. He'd be a lineman. Big Al. Big, big Al. He's big a big Al. old cat, and he does when he gets to to purring. It sounds like a car motor yeah, running. Yeah, loud. But I couldn't hear it on the microphone. It must I'm be. trying. Is he still doing it? Mm-hmm. There he is. Listen. Mm-hmm. We could hear it. We could hear it a little bit. <laughs> the sound of contentment. Right. I'm telling you, it really is. He's really turned into a phenomenal pet. And he comes Straight from in. the downtown alleys of Tupelo. Well, I used to call him the dumpster kitty. And you said, I don't like you calling him that. It's not nice. Well? He was a, he was eating trash. I know. It was bad. Little old bitty kitten heart. pulling trash out of the garbage oh, can. Eating broke it down my heart. There. Broke my heart. <laughs> he was a survivor. And now that dude has it made. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and lazy 
and and soft and cuddly. He's a good one. He'll attack my hand. If I start scratching his belly or whatever, he'll attack my hand. He didn't do that to you or Mary. And Lydia, his goal goodness. in life is for Champ to be his best friend. That's right. He, he wants, just he wants Champ to love him. He so wants bad. so bad, and he just kind of won't do it. But <clears throat> we try. We try. They love each other. Okay, Hogjow regarding you being on camera says he understands. Uh, he says it's just she has such a friendly voice. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> That's the, the, cat. the cat's reaching up, trying to pull the microphone down. She does have a very friendly voice. Yep. And uh, somewhere along the way, she identified that, went and had a career in news, television. And then they started asking her to get up at 4 a.m., and that was that. Yeah, we had to be done. <laughs> now, Woodrow says that we should have an Annabeth segment every day. Oh, that's sweet. I agree with that, Woodrow. I hop in. Obligated. I like to hop in and out. I'm saying obligated. Certain time. Every day. I don't need Every to. single day. I need low commitment. <laughs> <laughs> You friends could, in low places. <laughs> Woodrow says you could call it Annabeth's Best's Best. I, we couldn't call it that because I can't say it. Annabeth's An- Best. Annabeth's Best could be her best recipe, best college football pick, best totally Matt story, best high school story, best college story. Do some Matt stories. We could do some Matt stories. A quick thought yeah. from the queen. I think people get tired of hearing stuff about me all the time. They hear enough of my voice. It's called the Matt Wyatt Show. Yeah. What do they expect? Yeah, yeah, it's true. I do like your Ole Miss hat today. Not Ole Miss. It is decidedly not. It, it is. is red and blue. <laughs> you can say what you want. I mean, but Ole Miss um, people also eat country please and sausage. It's okay. Yeah, and I can, I can prove that. Yeah. Your family. Yeah. We'll start right there. Uh, but this is more of a. I know, Matt. Buffalo Bills, New York is, Giants. I was wearing it one day, and somebody said, "Is Matt a Buffalo Bills fan?" Because the hog, the red hog, sort of emblematic of the red Buffalo it Bills. It almost looks like an Arkansas Razorback, kind of. Yeah, mm, the gray hog, hog jowl would like that. The gray back. Yeah. Yeah. We need uh, to get hog jowl a country pleasing hat. We do, don't we? Yes. It's got a big red hog on it. Yeah. We re- hog jowl. I'm going to hook you up with some hats, man. Woodrow said we never get tired of you, Matt. Thank you. I wish everyone felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger David texted and said, go Tigers. Missed you, Matt. Picking up your sarcasm, Tiger David. He spelled it G-E-A-U-X. Yeah. As LSU fans are want to do. So you said you're tired of previews. You're just ready for the games. I really am. I, you get that way this about this is, time of year every year. You get really antsy about it. Well, it's like you, you've you've previewed and hit on stuff, and, and I'm so ready for the games to start, and I'm sort of sick of all that now. You just want to <laughs> see it and break it down. I'm, I'm ready to do some reviewing instead of previewing. And I can just tell other people are that way, too. People are... 17 days, you said? Yeah, well... Well, and high school football is exactly kicking off. Exactly. So that's good. You know, you've got a bunch of MAIS games tomorrow night. Jackson Preps hosting uh, Greenville Christian, who's coming off their win over MRA. Uh, MRA goes to Natchez Cathedral. Pillow Natchez hosting Cathedral? Kirk. Yep. That's where my dad went. Mm-hmm. Your dad's alma mater is hosting MRA tomorrow night. They sure are. Hey, here's a 
couple stories here for you. Lance Lynn, the former Ole Miss pitcher. you Yeah, know? from the Field of Dreams. Right. Pitched for the White Sox, started the game at the Field of Dreams one week ago tonight. That's when it happened last week tonight. White Sox pitcher Lance Lynn was ejected from his start what? against the Oakland A's yesterday after tossing his belt to umpires from the dugout during a foreign substance inspection. Wait, what? It's... Oh, to the hand stuff? The... Yeah. Tossed his belt? After getting the third out in the top of the fourth inning, Lynn came off the mound quickly while third base umpire Nick Lentz tried to track him down for a normal inspection of his hat, glove, and belt for sticky stuff. Lynn, by the way, I'm, this is a side note, has said, I don't use any of that. He said that already this year. He left his hat and glove on the dugout railing for inspection, but not his belt. How do you hide something in a belt? All right, here's a quote from Lance Lynn. He was late getting over, so I left my glove and my hat. And then while I was going down in the dugout trying to see the trainers because I'm dealing with something, he yells at me that he needs to see my belt. So I toss it up, and then he throws me out of the game. Lynn, manager Tony LaRussa and the umpires argued for several minutes, but even LaRussa admitted later that a player can't throw equipment, or in this case a belt, at the umpire. Did he throw it at the umpire, or was he just trying to toss it up there and say, here? It sounds to me like they needed to inspect it. He's over here, and he's like, here's my belt. You need my belt? Here it is. Yeah, we need video of this. So this is so stupid. How's he, how are you going to hide it in a belt? Can you help me on that? Well, it could be anything. It could be like a substance on the belt that you readjust your britches, and that gives you a little sticky stuff on your fingers, and now you can throw the ball better, and you've hidden it. So you could do that. <sighs> it's exhausting. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> I mean, here's the thing to me. How can the umpire... Threw him out of the game? Ask him for his belt. How can you say, I need your belt. i got to inspect your belt. He throws his belt to him. You've thrown your equipment at me. You're out of the game. How can that happen? Mm. I don't understand all I know about this, as Brother Joe Wyatt would say. We're going to need the video. <clears throat> now, Freddie, Is there video? Uh, I don't have it. Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves hit for the cycle. Do you know what that means, Annie? Mm -mm. It means in the game he hit a single, a double, oh. a triple, and... This home run. I knew it. Everyone knew it that I needed just the, the home run there. And uh, This one's whacked to center. Well, Hang on a second here. This one's whacked to center. That ball is deep. That ball is at the wall. That ball is gone. It's the cycle for Freddie Freeman. There you go. So you hit for the cycle. Wait, who does he play for? The Bravos, the Braves. Yeah, because I have a – because I bought Mary Liddy – a jersey with Freeman on the back of it because that's my maiden name. Mm -hmm. And when we went to Atlanta, I bought her a red and blue Braves jersey with Freeman on it. Yeah. And we still have it. Yeah. Mary Lily was so cute that day. She loved it. That was, how old was she? That was just so little. Two? No, she was not that small. Four? I mean, she was around four, somewhere in there. You know, like so. Six years ago? Yeah. So we're talking about six years ago. They were still playing at Turner Field. Yeah. We parked over where the old Atlanta Fulton County Stadium was. You could see where Hank Aaron's home run went out. And our our car was basically parked where first base used to be at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. And we go in and we have a video of her going, Oh she loved doing it. the chop. She and, loved it. And then of course she'd had all she could stand. 
and the game was just winding down, seventh, eighth, but we had to get to the car because she just couldn't take it anymore. So we go to the car and got there and got her in the seat, and about the time the Braves walked it off in the ninth, we missed that, but we were able to roll the windows down and show her the fireworks show. Yeah, that was fun. And I took a little victory in the fact that we were the first car out of the parking lot. We were. We were the Nobody first Nobody left that one. game. It was a good game. Nobody left. They, we left. They walked it off in the bottom of the ninth we inning. We left. We're gone. We're go- <laughs> gone. First one out. Yeah, but that's kind of your personality. <clears throat> Love that now. You, get me out. Yeah, yeah. You're like, get us a parking place next to the door. I'm like, get me one near the exit. Yeah, yeah, that's you. Will commented on the YouTube live stream and said, I think everyone is more starved for football this year given the COVID situation. That's a good point. We missed out on two games last year. We went to 10 games instead of 12. So the Pac-12 fans even got less. And I think that's true. I think that's true. I, I've That's why, you know, I'm starved for it. I've really enjoyed even just watching the preseason games as much, just yeah. to, like, watch former players and see and the, who's doing what. And the practices in Starville. Going to practices has been awesome after not really being able to go last year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Denzel tweeted me the link of the video of what Lance Lynn did. Oh, good. I want to so see it. So we'll watch it during a commercial break and see what's up I with that. I can't believe they threw him out. I know. That'll wrap it up for hour number two. If you leave us, have a great night. If not, stick around. Hour three coming up. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, person. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And 
my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus, we've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Better buy bird's eye. Better buy, better buy, better buy bird's eye. Now, if you know your oats and want to feel your oats and taste how good an oat cereal can be, well, you go for Cheerios. Great way to start the day with really great eating. That's Cheerios, one of the few foods made from oats. The tasty cereal grain everyone should have at breakfast. Crisp and golden, as only a toasted oat cereal can be. And nourishing? Why, a Cheerios breakfast gives you the power protein that grown-ups need to help stay in trim and youngsters need to grow on. Toasted oat goodness, toasted oat flavor, a delicious power breakfast. That's Cheerios. This is WRKS Pickens Jackson. Live, live in the studio. Live and local. This is the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking about sports from around the world and right here at home. Streaming to you at the zone1059.com and on your radio. On ESPN 105.9, the zone. I'm going to fix a casserole. That's right. The casserole hour has just begun. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Hour three is presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville. So anything residential in and around Starkville, like you're moving there permanently, going to retire there, going to move there, work there. Well, residential, right? What about 
just temporary. Maybe it's uh, coming into town for a ball game. Need condos, a condo to stay in when you come into town. It's yours. Or leasing an apartment. Anything residential. Go to Overstreet Properties. Check them out. Overstreetproperties.com. I had a good question. It seems like it's something I ought to have, an exercise I, I should have done already. But I hadn't. So here it is. Horns7 on the uh, live stream on YouTube said, what college games are first to air? Well, let's see. And uh, I don't know that we've had any updates. Okay, here they are. The first one that I see, no, this is top 25. We don't want that. We don't want just top. We want FBS. We want all FBS football. Here it is. Not this Saturday, but next. Good gracious alive. Saturday, August the 28th, Nebraska at Illinois, noon kickoff on Fox. That'll be the first one. And uh, what, Nebraska? That's the one the story came out about them yesterday. They're being investigated, allegedly, by the NCAA for two different things, right? Like a, the, the out-of-bounds use of analysts. Instead of just having analysts, they're actually coaching and all this. They think they have. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah, Nebraska does it. Yeah, they do. Does everybody else? Uh-huh. Every one of them. <laughs> but the other thing was organizing some team practices or something, workouts or something off campus when they were supposed to be in a COVID lockdown and all that kind of stuff. So, all right then. Uh, but anyway, Nebraska Scott Frost, 12 o'clock noon Central Time on Fox on Saturday, August the 28th, and they're at Illinois. That same day, Saturday, August 28th, a week from this Saturday, 1 o'clock Central on CBS Sports Network, UConn at Fresno State, also on the 28th, 2.30 Central on ESPN, Hawaii at UCLA, so Tiger David. You'll want to watch that one because the team that you play first, the LSU Tigers play first, UCLA has a game the week before. They're going to host Hawaii. Get to watch them 2.30 Central Time on ESPN on the 28th. By the way, Tiger David did text the show, and he said, Matt, I really enjoy your show. I'm 44, so I watched you in high school. As most of my friends were state fans, being we went to New Hope High School outside of Columbus. Oh, yeah, okay. He says, I know some people at LSU – did wrong, but not all. And I love my school, so I have to speak up when LSU is mentioned. Bad. No hard feelings. <laughs> None whatsoever. And, you know, David, I don't have any emotion tied into it either. I don't hate LSU at all. Matter of fact, I like him. I said before that I guess the people there I know, um, they get a bad reputation. The times I've been to Baton Rouge, people have been really nice. Okay. And I think, too, just being around folks, if you were to tell me, Matt, you can't be a state fan anymore, here's the deal. You can't be a state fan anymore. You must pick another SEC team. I would probably either pick Arkansas or LSU. Either one of those, I think, is probably what I would pick. Uh, I like Arkansas a lot. I like the state of Arkansas, the fishing. I mean, Jerry McKinnis was from Arkansas. Okay. Not only bass fishing, but you can trout fish in Arkansas. You can hunt. Duck hunt, deer hunt. They have elk in Arkansas, in northwest Arkansas. Yeah, we've done that exercise. That's a good question, isn't it? If, if you 
couldn't root for your team and had to root for another SEC team, who would you root for and why? That's a good question. See, I like Arkansas. I mean, they're people that I fit in. <laughs> I fit in with them. I'm talking they come to the game in camo. They do. The time of year we go to games like in even in Little Rock, but also in Fayetteville, they get up and go like at one time of year, they get up and they go deer hunting in the morning and then go straight to the game. If you catch them at the end of the year or maybe basketball season, what do they do? They go duck hunting and then they go straight to the game or or fishing. Yeah, Tennessee, you know, gosh, it's beautiful. I just can't handle the orange. I think if I were choosing an orange, like I can handle the burnt orange of Texas. It It's overwhelming, but I can handle it. I can't really handle that orange of Tennessee. I don't know what that is, but you see enough of it, and after a while you start to get this weird taste in your mouth. And you're like, oh, I, I've had enough. Yeah, so, and, but I kind of feel the same way about LSU. I mean, what, a, you know, what is, what is their uh, stadium full of on a, a fall Saturday? They're full of, well, yeah, they're drunk. Okay. But, <clears throat> but they're still fun. They're good, good folks. Um, I mean, at LSU, they hunt, they fish, they football, they baseball. I mean, what else do you want? So you would p- pick LSU or Arkansas? That's what I would pick. You think? If I couldn't be, you know, and I look, okay, Alabama's my home state and a lot of great folks at Alabama and Auburn, but there's, I just don't want that. I don't want it. Hmm. And there's something a little more exotic and unknown for me about Arkansas and LSU. (laughs) (laughs) Exotic? You mean the tiger? Well, I'm just thinking. I had a lot of really, really fun, sweet friends. When I was at Ole Miss, that were from Louisiana. I mean, let's just put it out there. Mm-hmm. They have a good time, don't they? They have. They have a good time. They have a really good time. Uh, I don't know. Do. I kind of like Georgia. You don't. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I don't know. There's something about Georgia. It's just something about it. I don't know. You don't think? Then it doesn't have anything to do with any past experience. You know. Um, Matt Stinchcomb played there. He's a great guy. Uh, their stadium, Sanford Stadium at Georgia, when it's full and it gets going, it's as fun and as awesome as and anywhere. And they have a bulldog. Come on. Yeah, but it's a big old blob of goo, man. That Their dog, Ugga, is like. Doesn't hold a candle. He can't bully. even stand up very long. What are they breeding over there? <laughs> I mean, like, Bully literally would run circles around Ugga yeah. if we're just doing dog for dog. Well, yeah. Not pretty, not cute, can't move. I mean, he just sits over there in his house on a bag of ice. Yeah, you're right. Bully is much cuter. What's wrong with your throat? Do you need a peppermint? No, I got some uh, coffee here from High Point Roasters in New Albany, and this will do the trick right here. Okay. I kind of like Georgia. Yeah, I mean, stadium and atmosphere is cool. I I just ain't big on the stage. It's not, uh uh-uh. Not my thing. No. I don't know who I would pick. I don't know what team I would pick. I don't know. If you couldn't, if I said to you, that's it, no more Ole Miss. That's it. You got to pick another one. And it's got to be an SEC deal. And it has to be, well, and it can't be in the same state. Like, you can't pick Ole Miss, and I can't pick Mississippi State. Right, right. Let me just tell you, okay, you would, I can know, I know you wouldn't pick. Who? What? Vandy. (laughs) 
<laughs> but no. here's the thing. Nobody would. No. For any reason. No. Okay? It's, and I hate to, it's like picking on them, but it's true. No. Nobody would for any reason. All right. But, I, you know, my choice is. I don't know South Carolina good enough to. Well, really let me tell like you. them or dislike them. I mean, I've been up there and it's beautiful. It's it's unfortunate that we have this cockamamie scheduling rotation that we've had all these years in the SEC for state and Ole Miss fans because it means nobody's gotten to go to games at South Carolina very much at all. Right. The last time we went, state went for a game was Dak's sophomore year, 2013. I don't know when's the last time Ole Miss went to South Carolina, but it hadn't been recent. I think maybe, I don't know, it was a long time ago. And I'm just telling you, it's underrated in terms of their atmosphere. When And even the thing about South Carolina fans, even when they're bad, they don't care. They put 80,000 people in there for games, even when they're not any good. And I don't, nobody in the league does any better of a job of coordinating the noise and the band and the video board and this promotion and the intro and stuff. Than South Carolina does. In really? their state. It, the atmosphere is great. What about Texas A&M? You know, I still don't really count them yeah. or, or Missouri. I'm going to be honest. I can't, I wouldn't be able to be comfortable with all the chanting and the rehearsing of lyrics of cheers that we do in unison in the stadium that they do. Kind of rocks around and they, they're the real they, in unison. Yeah. And they do the back and forth, and they sing, and they have the... Yeah. And they it's way too, like... Rehearsed. I don't want to be rehearsed. You need a little bit more organic. Right. You need a little crazy. Right. You, you might need to just be in Baton Rouge, Matt. I mean, it's just... Hey, uh, thinking you might be a tiger. You love the colors. They have the best colors. You've always said you love those whoever colors. Got, whoever the people are that picked out purple and gold for LSU, they need to find their ancestors and forever set them up. Because it was a great choice. A uh, fantastic choice. They're really lucky they have that. You know, and again, their people are like, yeah, they talk a little funny, but their feet on the ground, they love fishing. The tiger's great. Hunting. F- they have a live mascot. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm really drawn to mascots because Ole Miss has had such a yeah. hey, problem they, with mascots. And they love baseball. Yeah. It's not right. just football. Yeah, they love baseball. Now, in basketball, they cheat like crazy. But. Still, they don't cheat as bad as Kentucky. What about, so they got that what going about for Kentucky? Them. Yeah, we hadn't even talked about Kentucky. Kentucky's, mm. look, if Kentucky's fan base were all in for football the way they are for basketball, now we're talking. Great weather, beautiful place if right. you've ever been there in October, November. Um, but it's just way too over-the-top basketball. I'm like, how are, you, how are you that crazy about basketball and not the others? <laughs> so I couldn't do that. Let's see what some folks on the Divinity Equipment phone line have to say about it. Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. You got to go? Yeah, we'll see you. See you. Homecoming Queens off to bigger and better. All right, David on line one. You're up first. Go ahead, David. Hey, Matt. Uh, sorry, I missed the Homecoming Queen. Hi, Homecoming Queen. David uh, said, man. hey, I told her. David. All right, she's... All right. Look, <laughs> look uh, I've been doing a little study. Uh, there are an enormous amount of teams with eight, nine, ten starters coming back right. on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I, what do you What do you think about that? Man? Well, I mean, I mean, David, I think it. You know, your observation. I'm the same way. Like I, 
flipping through that Phil Steele magazine, it just jumps out at me at how many teams have eight or nine or ten starters back on either side of the ball and all these lettermen. You know what it says to me? We are at the start of what is going to be a four-year period of the most seniority and experience we've ever seen across the a lot the board across the board in college football because this year everybody's got super seniors next year they're going to have them the year after that and so with the way the unless the NCAA comes in and cuts it off short short you've got all these extra experienced people on rosters it's a heck of an observation did we lose David yeah he's listening I think okay well David I and people are talking about that, too. I think that's the thing we don't know. We've always looked at parity a certain way. And, and, and a lot of schools, for a lot of years, have recruited based on, well, not based, but have used early playing time as a major recruiting tool. Well, what about now? Okay, and the portal's wide open also. That's another thing we forget. So not only are are players coming back more because COVID happened, some teams played, some teams didn't, some teams played 10 games, some teams played four, depending on what conference you're in. NCAA said last year's eligibility didn't count against anyone. So anybody that was on a team last year, even if you were a senior, you can come play this year. If you were a junior last year, you're a junior this year. You know, So they totally wiped it out, doesn't count. So so many of those are still on teams and you bring in new players, so where's the playing time? It's not as much of that for as many first-year players. And the holes you do have on your roster, you're filling them with older guys transferring in from other teams. So for the next four years at least, we're going to see a whole new level of experience across all college football, and I don't know what the effect is, but I'm anxious to see what it is. Chris on line two. Thanks for hanging on, Chris. What's up? Yeah, I hate I missed the homecoming queen, too, because I was going to ask you right in front of her, don't you want to be a Vanderbilt fan? <laughs> That's why I knew she would not want to be a Vanderbilt fan of all of them, for sure. Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If, if I had to quit being a state fan, I think I'd just quit being a fan. You just quit altogether? Yep. I thought you were going to say maybe something like I mean, I, Southern I, Miss or Memphis. I played. No, 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 no. I'm a state fan at heart. I mean, I might would root for Arkansas. I'm, I mean, I might could get on that train with you, but I couldn't get on the LSU train. I can promise you four teams I know it wouldn't be. Who's that? Texas A&M and Missouri, because I'm like the homecoming queen. I don't think they should be in the SEC in the first place. And then Alabama and Ole Miss, I could never root for any of those. <laughs> yeah, pretty clear. <clears throat> Got it. But, I mean, you know, I, I mean – the only other thing about Arkansas is they do have a good baseball program. Yeah. I think baseball I mean, games at Arkansas would be a lot of fun. Probably. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you know, it just is what it is. On well, Friday. and if I had I to move if I had to move to Arkansas, I would definitely choose northwest Arkansas uh, in the Ozarks. I don't think I would. Where would you I choose? I don't think I would. I would choose the Delta. Would you really? Okay. That's yes, fine. Sir. Duck hunt. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, I'd probably if I had to move somewhere into Arkansas, I'd probably want to move right there, right around uh, Conway. Oh man, now you didn't. 
No, 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 no. Come back this way some. Back okay. the Mississippi line. Um, um, where the big, where the big Max Prairie wings at? Now I can't think of the name. Of well, it. I'm just trying to think though. It's a major, it's the capital, but Little Rock isn't Little Rock kind of sort of in between both. It is Little yeah. Rock's in between both. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, down there around uh, Helena, Arkansas, and all that, I would probably move there because I mean, you're basically living in Mississippi at that point. <laughs> yeah. That's about right. And yeah. I don't know how much I'd like to – I'd like to go to the mountains. I don't know how much I'd like to live in the mountains. Man, I'd eat it up. Love it. Appreciate well, the call. Well, I promise you one thing. I promise you one thing. You get to driving around up there and driving down some of them big hills, <laughs> you think twice. Yeah, I know. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And you're thinking of it from a truck driving standpoint, too. I just have been amazed ever since I was in Arkansas and saw not a deer crossing sign. No. An elk crossing sign. <laughs> uh, Michael is hanging on line three. What's up, Michael? Not much. Uh, seeing as how you're into the media commentary, I had a question since the Little League World Series is starting up. If you had the choice of being able to do the commentary of the College World Series or the Little League World Series, which would you find more challenging and or fun to call? Mm. I think I think for me, College World Series would be more fun. Little League World Series would be more challenging. That's what I think. Because, honestly, yeah. here's the thing about commentary and analysis is, you know, there's a certain level of times where you, you know, the situation just, calls for it you have to be critical and not over the top but if if there's a mistake and that's the key thing you just kind of have to point out the mistake and with younger kids that would be really tough does that make sense no i understand that uh i just watched some of the regional baseball that they were having uh for the little league and when i was growing up playing little league i swear we had nobody playing like they do now. Oh, no. They're advanced for sure now. No doubt about it. Michael, I appreciate the question, and thanks for the call, buddy. Call me anytime. Uh, Dog Tired in Florence with a suggestion on the Country Pleasing text line. He says, if you want to change it up, casserole hour could be dinner on the grounds. Bring your favorite dish to eat after church. Good old days. But don't bring ambrosia or jello salad. Marshmallows and jello do not go together, he says. <laughs> See, I'm just so glad, Dog Tired, that you said Jello salad. Because when you say Jello salad, I know what you're talking about. If you'd said Ambrosia, I'm like, what is that? I've never heard it called Ambrosia. I didn't. I mean, well, by this point in my life, I have. But I'm saying, for the most part, it's Jello salad. <laughs> uh, Mason from Weston said nobody would pick Vandy because of the Dead Gum Whistler, and I'm gonna agree with him on that. Bill in Madison. Look at there, Bill. You ain't the only Bill in Madison. Bill in Madison said, You have convinced me Arkansas is my new default team. As far as best colors, it's UCLA. Hmm, that's close. I think the purple and gold color scheme um, trumps all others. I think if you go back to the 1980s, 90s Washington uniforms... Washington had those gold helmets. 
like old gold, shiny gold helmets with the purple and that gold and W. I thought that was the best-looking uniform I'd ever seen in my life, even better than LSU's. But LSU may be only second to those, but I'm partial to that one. Fletcher says that uh, if he wasn't a state fan, he'd do War Eagle. He likes the underdog, so he can't be Alabama, he says. And what else do we have? Yeah, Denzel texts the show, and he said, Northwest Arkansas is the most beautiful area in Arkansas. From Mount Magazine to Eureka Springs, the Ozarks are absolutely gorgeous. Those people are lucky to live in such a beautiful area, and I agree. It is it is gorgeous. It really, really is. And then somebody um, sent me a link here. Monkeys Riding Dog sent me a link. The man who chose LSU's colors and nickname explains how and why. I'm going to read up on that. Thank you. All right. Some NFL things that you need to hear and see and learn, and we'll do it together. Coming up next in the Bureau. Stick around. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer. Inspired. After these 
Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here. Quiet show. And it's streaming right now online at thezone1059.com and on your radio on ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Probably indicative if you look at the live stream uh, over on YouTube, the last comments that happened in a relatively short period of time from, from one another. Jimmy commented and said, the, the UGA dog is inbred. <laughs> Followed by, Sven, if not state, I would prefer JSU or the Vols. The very next comment, a grand total of five minutes later said, Ambrosia is not the same thing as Jello salad. <laughs> and then one minute later, Michael commented and said, what are we talking about here? <laughs> and I'm so sorry, Michael. I really am. <clears throat> I really am. Yeah, that's... We're really jumping around. Okay. I'm going to fix a casserole. <laughs> a casserole. We call it the casserole hour. For those that aren't familiar, here in the southeastern United States, it's something that casseroles come in many shapes, forms, and sizes with many, many different ingredients thrown into them. And that's the thing. A casserole can be sort of like, eh, just put it in there, stir it up, put some crackers on the top, stick it in the oven, cook it, see what happens. <laughs> might be good. Might not. Usually is. Put some cream of mushroom in there. It'd probably be good. Casserole hour. Chris told us uh, he loves the North Carolina Tar Heels colors. Yeah, I got it. I like it. NFL stuff. Told you there were some things that y'all needed to see and hear in the NFL. Let me pass this along to you. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars cut Tebow, and head coach Urban Meyer says he realizes it probably does mean that Tebow's career in football is probably over. Is this the end of the road for Tim, NFL, professional football? I would guess it is. You know, we didn't get that deep with it. Obviously, he's his own man. Uh, elite, elite warrior, elite competitor. Uh, but he's also 34 years old. How did you think he took it? Great, great. We talked last night, and we talked again this morning, um, as I did with the other guys. Said cutting him was not easy at all. How tough was the Tebow cut today? 
Oh, it's tough. We cut five players. You know, we uh, two receivers that I think have a future in the NFL. Daniel Ross has played a lot of football, and uh, a player from JT Daniel from Georgia. So it was tough. But, you know, we knew that was an uphill battle for Tim, and, and uh, players loved him, locker room loved him, but uh, it was the right thing. All right. So that's that. Now, this was interesting. So, uh, you know, Justin Fields, a rookie quarterback, first-round pick for the Chicago Bears, uh, super athletic, just looked big and strong and fast and super capable, and it was a preseason game. That's what it was. You can't get too up, too down about a preseason game. But the other quarterback there is a guy who's started a lot of games in the NFL, former TCU quarterback Andy Dalton. He was a backup Last year to Dak, and then Dak got hurt, and he played for um, for Dallas. Numbers, offensive numbers went way down once Dak was gone. But anyway, now he's in Chicago, and he came right out and said that, hey, look, when it's Justin Fields' time to start here in Chicago, he'll do it, but right now it's my time. How do you work around the awkwardness of, of all of the Justin excitement? Yeah, I mean, you, you can't focus on that. If you let, if you focus on that, then that's going to beat you down. Um, and so, I know who I am. I know who I was created to be. I know um, where my identity lies. And so, do I want the fans behind me and this team and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Do I want them behind Justin? Absolutely, I do. But I, that's not my focus. I can't focus on all that right now. Um, like I've said before, Justin's going to have his time, and Justin's going to have a great career. But right now, it's, it's my time, and so my focus is on being the best player I can be for this team and do everything I can to help this team win. There you go. Now, the head coach uh, in Chicago, Nagy, he's got Justin Fields. He's a little banged up. So it's a groin issue. I think it's a groin issue, maybe. A little banged up. Still expects him to play Saturday in the preseason game. As of now, are your original plans for Justin to play Saturday intact, and, and, and how will that sort of – they are. No, they they they're intact, and again, like you know, even just every like from every day from here up until Saturday, we just got to be careful with because the plan is we want to be able to evaluate him. We want him. I think if we asked you guys and we said, hey, would you rather him not practice today and and uh, and play Saturday or practice today and not play Saturday? What would y'all pick? Right. So y'all can't get mad that he's not practicing today. You know, we're trying to be smart with him. Mike McCarthy, head coach, Dallas Cowboys, pretty much laying it out there. You're probably not going to see Dak in the preseason. Dak's status is, uh, I would guess, continue to classify it as, as limited. We'll just continue to the throwing regiment and keep building up the volume. So, so at this point, with this being the last padded practice, is it fair to say he won't play? Well, there's a good chance he probably won't play. Yes, that's fair. Yeah. Good chance. Probably won't play in the preseason. Not going to do it. Make sure he's ready to go against Tampa Bay week one. So that'll be the first time you see Dak run out there and play football. Green Bay and the New York Jets are having um, joint practices. So I'm going to give you a little bit of that. First up, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, This is important to you, Saints fans, maybe, because you're playing Green Bay right out of the shoot game one of the regular season. Aaron Rodgers does not want anybody calling this a farewell tour for him with the Packers. You know, I don't want a farewell tour. Um, I don't know what's going to happen after the season, but um, but I'm going to enjoy it with the right perspective for sure, and not look at it as I'm getting through this. I'm just going to enjoy the hell out of 
you know, all of it. That's why I think I have a slightly different perspective about these, you know, practices with other teams. He has a slightly different perspective about practices with other teams. Um, and then this is weird. Uh, something about, I don't know, holding grudges, and he starts quoting the movie Tombstone. What was that? It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. <laughs> Pretty well. Thank you. What's the difference? <laughs> Ask my man Doc Holiday. Okay. All right. That's stupid. All right. But Zach Wilson. Now, one preseason game. I just said it just came out of my mouth. You don't get two up and two down, but y'all listen. I mean, the kid, it's the first time the Jets have gone out here and gotten one of these quarterback deals. And then right away, it just looks and sounds right. Okay, it's and you watch him in that preseason game. <clears throat> that kid is good. Now, again, you know you probably shouldn't take too much away from one preseason game and comparing two guys. But watch Trevor Lawrence last week in the preseason outing for Jacksonville, and then watch Zach Wilson in the preseason outing for the Jets. And you tell me which one's farther ahead. This kid is smooth. There was no there was no bouncing around, improvising. It's like whatever they called, he ran the play, it came off perfectly, the ball was accurate, and he he's good. And they've got somebody they can build it around, and then the question ain't gonna be him, it's gonna be can they build it around him? Anyway. He's a big Aaron Rodgers fan, and he said he's watching him practice in these joint practices, and he's a little bit envious. Yeah, it's hard, right? It's like it's like I want to do what he's doing, but when you when you got 16 years of experience and and the checks and calls he's making on the field, you first the coaches first of all don't want me to do that, right? It's just too much on on someone's plate. Um, there's not many guys I'd say in the league that can do what he's doing out there, as far as just um, seeing what's going on, changing plays. Um, but I'd say the biggest thing I picked up is two-minute drill, just how calm and, and collected he is. You know, he's kind of just out there, you know, almost kind of like he's just messing around, like playing backyard football. He's having a good time, and uh, and he makes it and he makes it work. Cool, calm, collected. He said it's surreal to be able to go out there on a the practice field and talk to him. James is a big fanboy. He was getting a little nervous. <laughs> nah, no, nah, I'm a big fanboy too. We all got to kind of pretend like we've been there before, but uh, we we enjoy just being out here and, and being able to talk to him. I didn't know, but I was, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say a Green Bay fan, but I was just a Rodgers fan. You know, it was, uh, he was always the game I always wanted to watch on Sundays. I always made sure I was watching his full games, you know, what he was doing. Uh, but I didn't have a jersey. When you're talking to him, do you allow yourself to go back to that you know, 10 years ago when you were a kid watching him and kind of think about how cool it is? Yeah, for sure. I think that's, you know, I said it out here, you know, we're, we're all technically at the same level now. We're all in the NFL, but it's like we all still kind of like, you know what, that's Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, but it's it's still you know a great tool for us just to be able to learn from him and kind of see what he's doing. Zach Wilson, do you, what was that question? You hear that when the reporter said, "Do you ever let yourself go back to that moment ten years ago when you were a kid watching him play?" Uh, yeah, that was uh, 2011, right? What was he? What was he then? 13, 14 years old then. <laughs> now he's his first round pick, millionaire, starting quarterback for the Jets. Time, man. I cannot figure out time. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. 
He's not really happy with their practice. He says our offense in Tampa has just not really been good. We didn't connect on much today, so it was kind of a hopefully it's a learning. You know, we hopefully we can really learn from it. I always hate not competing well and then saying, oh, you know, we're going to learn from it. The reality is we got to learn from when things don't go well. How do we respond early? How do we respond in the middle? How do we respond in the third quarter? You know, you got to. I've been in games where we've been down a lot of points and we came back and win. So just because it doesn't go well early, you, you can't just, oh, you know, it'll be there tomorrow or let's figure it out tomorrow. So, you know, we got a lot of learning to do and we got to push it and we got a certain amount of time before Dallas and every game's not going to be easy. Every quarter's not going to be easy. Every play's not going to be easy, but we got to fight our way out of everything. This is not sound at all like a guy who. Has won, what is it now, six Super Bowls, just coming off another and 40-something years old and ought to be riding off into the sunset. That dude, that dude is a robot. All right, coming up next, Bill and I get to jump over into the Wayback Machine. And I can't wait. It even hits just a tiny little bit close to home. So stick around for that in the Bureau. Stay with me. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of 500000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. After these messages, we'll be right back. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country-pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite, the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh yeah. Let's eat Country Pleasing Sausage, the best, hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage, hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But, look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. Is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. 
And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code Matt Wyatt, all lowercase, uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answered the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, BlueDeltaJeans.com, answer the questions, use this code, Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. And I know that you are going to love them too. ESPN 105.9 The Zone and at thezone1059.com. Bop, 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 bop. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau. The Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. You have um, an NFL preseason game tonight. It'll be on the NFL Network 630 kick Patriots Eagles. You have uh, several games tomorrow night, including the Chiefs. Chiefs at Arizona. That's on ESPN tomorrow night at 7. And also at 7 tomorrow night on the NFL Network, you got Bengals at Washington. Now, tomorrow night, high school football games, MAIS games going on around the state. A bunch of jamborees. They're keeping up with it over at CapitalSportsMS.com. It's Chris Brooks and the folks at Mississippi Gridiron, so you all should check that out uh, for the list of those. And they seem yesterday and today to be updating them as new information comes in. So there you go. All right, Bill, let's jump over here into the Wayback yeah. Machine. <laughs> I think, uh, let's see, let me find the the link here. If I could, if I could. Where is it? Here we go. All right. Now, if y'all have heard us do this before, we go back in bandstand history. Here's some tunes that make us think about how good the music used to be back then. Very rarely do we go this far back, but there's a reason. You know, I was only three. He was only just a wee little guy in diapers. Mm-hmm. Bill was. Back in 1957, went on American Bandstand. The killer, Jerry Lee Lewis. And whole lot of shaking going on. Come on over, baby. Whole lot of shaking. 
Hey, Bill. Mm-hmm. So when we play these songs sometimes, what it does, like on the YouTube live stream, is after that it blocks it from anybody being able to go of back and it watch does. it. You know? <laughs> and I don't even care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even care. Jerry Lee Lewis. I said, you know, it hits reasonably close to home, Bill, because, all right, so Jerry Lee Lewis was born in Faraday, Louisiana. Yep. All right. Of course, Ricky Gillies' cousin, by the way. That's right. Of course, uh, recorded all kinds of stuff up in, you know, at Sun Records in Memphis. Obviously, so there's a history there. But there was um, there's some kind of you know connection to the state of Mississippi. Whether it, do you know that history? Well, I know he lives in Mississippi right now. So, well, and and had family here. Yeah, and it, maybe it was moved. But then I went back and I remember too. There was a house, a big old two story house they bought up in Boonville. Mm-hmm. And I was able to find that was a story from back in 2000. This is a story in the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal back in 2000. It said for weeks, rumors flew all over Boonville that the killer and his family were moving to this quiet Prentice County town. Um, the secret was finally out. Jerry Lee Lewis, his wife, Carrie, son, Lee, had indeed purchased that big house in Boonville. Uh, yeah. So... I'd heard that. I don't know if they still had it. Behind the house, a gigantic 200-year-old oak tree. And I hadn't been up there. I used to drive right by it every day when I'd go to work in Boonville back in 06, 07. And, and the house is still there. I know it was kind of disrepair for a while. I don't know if that big tree still standing there, though. But they believed it to be the oldest tree in Prentice County. That was on the deal there. Uh, let's see. It had already been designated the future site for a treehouse by the uh, boy. Anyway, so, yeah, there's definitely a connection there to the state of Mississippi. No doubt oh, yeah. about it. Jerry Lee Lewis. Okay. A little more recent. On this day in 1972, American bandstand Harry Chapin performed Taxi. A song called Taxi. It was raining hard in Frisco. I needed one more fare to make my night. A lady up ahead waved to flag me down. She got in at the light. Now, I have to admit, Bill, when I sent you that, I didn't know. I had something totally different in mind. I thought it was going. I thought it was going to be the theme song to the show Taxi. No. And then I'm like, why would he be performing that anyway on an American Bandstand? This is a very haunting story song. Okay. Something about something bad happened on a taxi. Well, no, just kind of his life. Oh. Sort of driving a taxi and then. Yeah. Okay. They meet. You meet up with somebody he's known from his past. Okay. Where do I recognize his voice, though? Harry Chapin. Uh, he's been around. He's got some other songs that you might remember. I had to look him up. 
I know I've heard. Yeah. He's no longer with us, of course. Right. I know the voice just sounds really you know, familiar. Here's where she recognizes him. A smile seemed to come to her slowly. It was a sad smile just to say. She saw his name tag. Oh, okay. I know where I heard it. He sang Cats in the Cradle. Yeah, Cats in the Cradle, yeah. He's the same guy, okay. Through the too many miles and the two little smiles, I still remember you. All right, taxi. Taxi. That's good stuff. Driving the taxi, meets up with an old girlfriend for a long time ago. Yeah, that's really cool. Um... Johnny. That's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Talking about his, you know, playing ball with his son and mm-hmm. yeah, he he was good at story songs. Yeah, that cat's in the cradle song is like an all timer. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. All right, uh, Johnny texted the show, and he said that uh, yeah, because Jerry Lee Lewis is still alive. He's in his 80s. Jerry Lee Lewis has lived in Nesbitt for years. That's according to uh, Johnny. So you're talking about up there in northwest Mississippi, DeSoto County? <clears throat> Not too far. What, between between Hernando and Horn Lake in that area? Where they've built that new bypass coming through there? 269 connects to 69. It crosses I- I-55 up there in DeSoto County northwest of Hernando. So he's still in that Memphis area. Yeah. I didn't realize he still lived there. <clears throat> I did not know that. Thanks for the heads up on that. Nesbitt, Mississippi. There it is. Yeah, that's it. Cats in a cradle. My child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. One of those where he was too busy to spend time with the child yeah. till later in life. That song will tear you to pieces as a father now. Oh, yeah. You know I'm going to be like you. And the cats in the cradle and the seals. Make you think about spending more time with your kids. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. All right, good stuff. Yeah, buddy. That is outstanding. Makes me want Story to go, man. Makes me want to go listen to the whole thing, you know? All right. Um, we've got schedule changes. Let me just kind of peruse the Twitter feed here on some MHSAA stuff and see if there are any that maybe you don't already know. East Webster has had a change to its schedule for next week. They are now going to open the season next Friday night at Oklahoma. East Webster were supposed to play South Pontotoc in the first week, but uh, South Pontotoc Cougars got hit with COVID-19, and so that will not be happening. Um, I think I touched on this earlier in the week, but you know Jefferson Davis County High School, they've had some stuff get canceled. And so the the game tomorrow against Scott Central, and then the game on the 27th against Collins, that one has been canceled for Jefferson Davis County. That's formerly Bassfield, you know. And they're going to return to the field September 3rd at Picayune. So a lot of schools won't be playing football until 
September, but some will be. All right, uh, Winslow is on line one. He's got a Harry Chapin story. Winslow, I got about one minute. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to tell you, uh, Harry Chapin got me through some uh, ups and downs in my years at State, so that kind of takes me back. And mm-hmm. you know, he, he actually recorded a sequel to Taxi a few years later, where he finished the story about that. But if you've ever heard that song, Thirty Thousand Pounds of Bananas," that's him. Really? And uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's him as well. And he did a song about a DJ. It's called W O L D. I am the morning DJ at W O L D, which was really okay. good. But uh, okay. I'll wrap it up. Yeah, he died sadly. He was in a fiery car crash up in New York, and, and if I remember right, it took a while before they identified him and they knew who he was. Mm, isn't that something? But uh, yeah, that that was really sad. But oh yeah, yeah man, that that's a voice that you can learn to love. Well, and it's one that I recognized. You know, I. I I hear the song. I had not been familiar with this taxi song, but I heard the voice. I knew that voice. Where have I know that voice? Yeah, it's from Cats in the Cradle. So you're exactly yeah. right. Winslow, thanks for the call, man. Hey, Bill, sometimes we feel like that, huh? Like we work at W-O-L-D. <laughs> yeah, that's a good song, too. I forgot about that one. I've never heard it. I'm going to go look it up right now. Yeah, you'll yeah. like it. Hey, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yeah, going to be in studio. Yes, sir. See you then. For those listening, tune in tomorrow. Same time, same channel. We'll do it again. See you then. See ya. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, Percy.